Yes, hello, I am James Rodens, and today is the WNR 471. It's WWE WrestleMania 39. It's the eighth main review to the show, and luckily I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WNR team up first by my side for every WWE and AEW show. It is, of course, a fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, going well, thank you. How are you? I'm Happy Easter. Good. Happy Easter. Thank you very much. Uh, like I said, we did the last show together and it had a fantastic response, a live show. And I'm not just saying it was just you and I doing it, but I, I know you had a good time on the show. Yeah, it was fun. It was different. Um, something we haven't done in a while. So, you know, of course, we missed um, our fellow pod team members. Um, I'm glad to have them back here with us. Uh, but it was still fun. You know, we had it. We We held it down. Yeah, we did. Well, like you said, we've got the rest of the team here. So up next, our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man? It's going good. I'm happy to be here. I'm kind of, kind of, you know, mad that I didn't get a chance to uh, do the preview and all of that. But the baby shower went off without a hitch. Got plenty of diapers, so I'll take the diapers. Over, <laughs> over anything right now. So, yeah, uh, this is all. This is this is a fun, fun, fun two shows. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, but I'm still annoyed you missed the show. So, you know, I know, yeah. <laughs> I know you talk about baby showers and stuff. Look, come on, guys. Diapers podcast. Come on, <laughs> I'm saying priority. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> but by no means least, you think you're special. You do. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it. When you laugh at me, look down on me and on me. Just one more fight about your leadership and I will straight up leave your shit because I've had enough of this and now I'm pissed. Yeah, this time I'm going to let it all come out. This time I'm going to stand up and shout. I'm going to do things my way. It's my way. My way or the highway. And that was the email Gina sent me last week when she said what she's going to do the live show. But she's back today. It's Gina. How's it going? I'm sure I emailed that specific uh, lyrics to you. Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. It's nice to be back and see you all. And I'm also gutted I missed last week's show too. Not last week. A couple of weeks ago, the preview show. Well, Lisa, you are back today, and hopefully everybody's in fine health because we've got a hell of a show. But before we start, we have got some sad news, and that was this week that WWE Hall of Famer Bushwhacker Butch Bob Miller passed away at the age of seventy-eight. His longtime tag team partner of fifty years, Luke Williams, Bushwhacker Luke, announced the news on Monday on Facebook saying he passed away uh, quietly with his family. Uh, Monty, this is sad news, and again, it's never good losing a legend, but the Bushwhackers were legends in their own right, you know, even as kids we knew they weren't, I wouldn't call them not proper wrestlers, but it's just entertainment, and, you know, they were just something different. Yeah, memorable is probably the best thing for me, because it's just like, I didn't even get a chance to watch a lot of them of like when they were actually like in their primes or anything. But like you said, the entrance from the, the way they looked just being a tag team. And I never forget, even if you didn't know anything about wrestling, especially at my age at the time, you knew you were trying to figure out who the hell, what was the bushwhacker? What were they doing? The arm motions to the entrance. Like, I just never forget it. Like, that's what I think about it. I just think how memorable they were. Like you said, not necessarily champions or anything like important, like, 
you know, they weren't really taken that seriously, but one of the most entertaining and one of the most special things that you can do as a wrestler to me, like George the Animal Steel, when he used to do the turnbuckle thing, it just like stick out in people's memory, at least. It's something that uh, it's something that's important too as a wrestler, and uh, yeah, man, they, they were legends for that. Like you said, uh, it's it's really, really always sad when we lose a legend like this, but uh, you know, like I said, it does make you reflect on just you know their legacy and like I said, the impression that they left on you. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. And again, the craziest thing about the Bushwhackers before they came over to America, they were this hardcore style of fighting. And I'm sure if anybody wants to go on YouTube right. and see some of the Bushwhackers. <laughs> pre-licking fans uh like you said yeah. an incredible etch in the tag team division we really will not see another tag team quite like the bushwhackers no. um, no. but on with the show come on wrestlemania 39 it was april 1st and april 2nd we started with a massive kickoff show two hours was it worth it <laughs> no it wasn't i took one no the team. it was it was hard work man uh, <sighs> don't get me wrong, Caleb Braxton, Pete Roseberg, Booker and Wade try their best to be us, you know, but they never will. Uh, and even the predictions <laughs> they give, they haven't got a league, they haven't got anything like that. So fuck them. Uh, Johnny Knoxville was interviewed and he said he's Sami Zayn. That is long term storytelling there, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Knoxville still not liking Sammy. Um, and then we saw some of the trailers as well. And of course, the trailers this year were different to WrestleMania 21. If you want to know what we thought of them, you can go back and listen to Mystery Mania. We had Joker and the Man. We had Titanic with Montez Ford, Bianca Belair, Goodfellas with the Bloodline. Ms. Musical, which completely underrated. Uh, Maverick as well. Ripley, Stranger Things, and Ridge as a 40 year old virgin. Jack, see, out of those trailers, which one was your favourite? Repeat them again. Joker and the Man, Titanic, Goodfellas, Ms. Maverick, Ripley, Stranger Things, or Ridge, 40-Year-Old Virgin? Uh, I'm going to go with Ripley, Stranger Things. That that really got me. I really did laugh out loud at that one. Yeah, I quite liked, like I said, Ms. Musical, because not many way and do that. Uh, Gina, yeah. out the trailers, which one was your favourite? Oh my god, that's not even a question for me. It's Daddy Reigns in a suit with the Usos in a suit and Solo in a suit. Like, what more could you want? I wish I was the cameraman. But did you see Solo at the end saying to Reigns, like, you are funny? Maybe yeah. put something in there. Like, yeah. I saw that part. I loved it because we rarely hear Solo speak. So that part yeah, was, so was great. Kind of like, well, I- was that was that sarcastic or or, or were, was he, were you agreeing? Am I actually funny? If I am funny to him, what did he find funny? It came up with more like questions and answers. Yeah. I don't think it would be too bad. Monty, what would be your favourite? And, and were they on the level to WrestleMania twenty one? No, they weren't, firstly. <laughs> you said off. No, I don't think they were good as those. But they did they were really good though. I did I did enjoy most of them. Uh, I have to agree, though, with Gina. You know, it's just, you got to go with the bloodline. Honestly, the bloodline skit was so good, it made me want to rewatch Goodfellas. And I think that's a, that's a good that's a good <laughs> blooper. It's a good, you know, it's a good parody actually, if you make you want to watch the original. Well, I actually was like, right, I want to watch Goodfellas again now and then follow that yeah. by Scarface. I just want to watch all that now. <laughs> right. I feel like it really did its job if it gets you to want to watch the original it's based on. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I was, I go. anyone's ever going to be um, Stone Cold, though. Stone Cold's one in Gladiator. That was, like, my favorite. Yeah, with the speech. Like, it's that, hard to top that. Yeah. That, for it's me. It's hard to top book in it. Yeah. Just think production values as well, you know. Um, and I was on detective mode during this weekend, wondering about little things, see if we're going to see end of certain things. And they added and then acknowledged me to the opening titles of the WWE opening banner. Which, do you know what? Maybe Cody will get this done. This is how deep I got into this weekend. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Becky G yeah. sang the national anthem. At first, the thoughts on the setting because the stadium did look awesome. I mean, Jackson, we saw the red carpet down the stairs and the gold as well. It looked like a brilliant setting to be WrestleMania. Mm, it really did feel like Hollywood uh, from the moment that the opening sort of happened, um, you know, just kind of showcasing the overall aesthetic of the of the um, arena itself. It really did feel like Hollywood. It was, uh, it was good. Yeah, and we had a Kevin Hart video, which was hilarious. It makes it actually feel mainstream you know mania going hollywood and of course it's going to go dayton which i love as well we see miz and snoop dogg are in the ring where can i get snoop's outfit come on and this actually made me laugh i don't know what you think jackson with miz and snoop but for an opening act to get the crowd into it i think they did their job yeah um I mean, first and foremost, as soon as I saw them both coming out together, I must have been late to the party on this because I didn't realize that Miz was co-hosting like throughout the whole of like the advertisement of going up to it. I was just under the impression it was the Miz. So when I saw him come on out with Snoop, I was excited to see Snoop there because I know he's a fan. But I also was like, what the fuck is Snoop doing there? You know, um, but they really did sort of like get the crowds like warmed up for like the opening of WrestleMania. Um, definitely got me warmed up. So it, it was a pleasant surprise that I was uh, happy to see. Uh, so it, it, it gave me good vibes going into the beginning of night one. We can imagine Miz telling everybody he's hosting WrestleMania, getting to the show and then, you know, tap on his shoulder and saying, no, actually you're co-host and him saying, yeah, he's happy, but you know, deep down he's not. And he has a little cry later to Maurice. You know that Marissa's just there with the tissues waiting. I main event at WrestleMania. Anyway, speaking of WrestleMania, Michael Cole, 22nd WrestleMania. Graves acknowledging him and saying no commentator has done it. Fair play, Michael Cole, I will say. 22 manias. Like I said, we all know Jim Ross is the kind of the measuring stick. But Michael Cole has done such a great job, uh, and especially these past few years, becoming like kind of I say the main uh, WWE commentator. But I think you know fair play there. And then we start Austin Theory versus John Cena for the US title. I'm not really sure about Austin Theory's entrance. It was just a screen lifting, and him there with a camera in close. I don't know what they try to make to happen. And then make a wish, which the fans can't really boo. Uh, and for some reason, it just puts tears in my eyes as well when I, when I see him. It was a nice gesture. We all know that John Cena does a lot of wish, and it's really, really admirable seeing him do all that. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, his whole entrance was cringe. I was, was like, pretty, oh, this like, like he just, you know, <laughs> had to run past them. Like, all the kids who just took their like yeah i think they should have just done maybe like a short announcement just before or something like that because yeah 
to be fair, though, if the kids had tried to chase to the ring, half of them wouldn't have made it. So you've got to... Well, exactly. So why have them out there? John Cena backstage and him just going and giving them all a high five and then coming out to him and just doing his little rap. Yeah, I mean, I assume that was their wish, though. Their wish was to be a part of the entrance. So, so, standing on the stage. Doesn't make a good entrance. I'm labeled bitch number one, okay? Fine. It was crazy still. It was just a bit awkward. That was all. Children's dying wish to be on the stage ruined WrestleMania. Right. I didn't say criticize it. I, didn't... <laughs> I literally did not say I did not criticize it. I just Come said out it was with awkward. Him with backlash, not mania. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sixteenth mania for John. And as Cole said, the first one was opening WrestleMania twenty as well for the US title. And they tested each other early on just to get the balance. But once he had a chance, Fury took over and hit a suplex for the first near faller match. For the next several minutes, A-Town put on a dominant performance against the 16-time world champion. When Cena made a comeback and locked in the STF, the referee had been knocked down, so nobody saw Fury tap out. A-Town now the veteran with a low blow for hitting his finisher for the pin and the win. Uh, Monty, what do you think of this? Because time has passed, but Cena losing at WrestleMania is still a huge deal. Yes, it's still a big deal. I don't think it had the effect or like the. I don't think it had the. It didn't feel the way it should have. Like you see what I'm trying to say. At least for theory, it should have felt bigger for him. But I do. I do agree. It's still John Cena. So like he he pinned John Cena in the opener of WrestleMania. You can always say that. So you know, uh, this was still a good match. I thought it was basic, but it was still very effective. And I saw I saw some people online who who hated it or didn't enjoy it, and I just thought. They either hate theory or their expectations for this one was just way too high for Cena at this stage of his career. But the crowd was like going apeshit forward. And so I thought that was cool. And like the finish was simple, but again, effective. Like, like again, sometimes you don't have to do too much. I thought they did exactly what they were supposed to do. The young guy uh, looked good and was put over here. You got a chance to still see the, uh, you know, the, what, three moves of doom or whatever, two moves of doom at least before you got, I don't think you got a chance to do an attitude adjustment or anything. So you got a chance to do the you can't see me. Everyone pops for that. So you got a chance. I think you got everything you need to get out of this and the right man won. So I didn't have a problem with it at all. It was a pretty good opener. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't a crazy match. So I only gave it like three and a half stars. But I still thought it was good. Well, this is the thing. I mean, a lot of people saying it was a pass and a torch moment. Uh, a lot of people saying John Cena, you know, lost a step or so. I mean, Jackson, what do you think? I mean, Cena's obviously not the performer he was, but still to start off... Not full time. Yeah, not for, uh, but to, you know, for to come here, put the performance and put someone like Fury over is only a good thing. I mean, like Monty said, we're not expecting a five-star match, are we? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I have to agree with a lot of what Monty said. Um, I think the right person won. Um, I think the match did what it needed to do in terms of putting Theory over and making him look good. I, I didn't think the match went all out. I didn't don't think it needed to be. I think it was perfectly placed kind of being at the very beginning so that it was just sort of like a, a good uh, sort of opening and, you know, uh, a, a good opening warming match uh, to warm the crowd up, really. Uh Again, don't really have much to add um, other than what Monty's already said. There were a few moments that were like kind of 
really good moments for Theory. Um, you know, uh, Cena putting him over. Um, and Cena still looked like he had it in the ring um, and could keep up. So, you know, that's always nice to see when someone comes back, you don't really know how rusty they can be. Um, so it was, you know, a pretty decent match. I actually gave it three and a half stars as well for, for what it was. Um, I think that had there been like more of a buildup for this match and more of a reason behind this match, uh, it probably could have gotten a louder pop. But again, it was just kind of like, uh, brought together because you know everyone knows that Cena brought about the sort of um, uh, significance to the US title. Every, everyone knows that like Theory is sort of like the person they want to really look to lead and and, and become face of the company at some point. So we had to look at the match for what it was as well. You know, it was kind of like a passing of the torch, um, and I think that they succeeded in just doing that. Um, so yeah, it was good. Yeah, like we talked on the. Um the live show, the match was more about the kind of the destination and the journey, wasn't it, you know, and like we said, exactly, yeah. theory getting the result is the right thing and Cena now can go away for another year and we don't have to worry about it again until you know, at least he does Peacemaker season two and then we'll let you back uh, but I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gina, what were your thoughts, because like I said Monty and Jaxie, but he hit it on the head uh, weren't a bad opener was it, and the right person won Yeah, for sure. I didn't mind this match. Um, I thought I was going to be more bored by it, but I was quite entertained, which is saying something because I'm not a massive theory fan. I saw the match going the way it did. I was a little disappointed with the whole, uh, you know, hit him when um, in the low blow when the ref is like turned. You know, for me, I was like, it, this could have been held on Raw or SmackDown rather than like the big main stage WrestleMania. I thought it would have had a bigger impact if Theory had just won kind of cleanly in a way. Um, but either way, I still enjoyed the match and I gave it three and a half stars too. Yeah, three and a <clears> half. <throat> um, I'll give it three and three quarters out of five because, like you said, maybe it wasn't the best match, but at least we got the result we wanted. And predictions, well, prediction league, 2023. And at the moment, uh, WWE pay-per-views, I as I am Monty. I suppose that makes sense. Oh, on one point, Gina Jaxie on zero. Bonus league, Jaxie's on nine. Gina and Monty on eleven. Uh, I'm on thirteen. AW, me and Monty on one. Gina Jaxie on zero. But the bigger record is I have never lost a WrestleMania in this is eighth WrestleMania. I've never lost a WrestleMania. I'm not going to lose a WrestleMania, but we'll see how it goes. We all went eight and down to start off, so we're all one uh, to zero. And then the second match tonight was the men's WrestleMania showcase featuring Ricochet and Braun Strowman, Viker Raiders, Alpha Academy, and of course the Street Profits. Chad Gable and Ricochet began the match as illegal men. Nice exchange with quick pace before both tagged out. Huge brawl broke out with everyone. The rest of the bout was pure chaos. It's kind of hard to keep track of who's legal at times, but we saw some fun double-team spots from the Juro. Braun ran round found out how strong Angelo Dawkins really is. Uh, and like I said, the crowd were hot for this match, and it delivered some fun moments. Strowman came close to winning, but Ford and Dawkins were able to score the pin. Um, Gina, what, what, what about this match? It was filler. But it was entertaining. Uh, 
definitely was entertaining. Um, I had literally just got back from a hen weekend. I had a banging headache that was so early in the day. I didn't really want to go to sleep. And I just put the beginning of WrestleMania on. And I was I was thoroughly entertained. Just sat there all hungover watching this match. And I took a I took a wild guess with this prediction. So the fact I came out on top, I couldn't even scream because I lost my voice. But I was super excited. <laughs> yeah, so was I. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. <laughs> I bet none of you could believe it. <laughs> No, we couldn't, but there were some great spots in this match. Chad got a huge pop with a German suplex on Braun. Uh, Braun off the top with a slam as well. And Ricochet shoot the start to the outside. This was really, really entertaining, though, Gina. What would you score out of five? I gave it a four. Give it a four. Uh, Monty, what about you? What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, man, like you said, no, not much build going into it, so it was filler, but, uh, you know, everyone involved showed up and showed out. I thought it was brilliant uh, with the time that they had. It ended up being, uh, you know, senseless tag team fun, I guess, because, like I said, it didn't really have a reason to happen, but it was all great, all good, t- you know, all, all the teams had moments where they looked good, in my opinion. Gable, like you said, the O'Connor roll, German suplex, classic, you know, had, showing the strength to pick up Braun. I played American football, so I know that Dawkins hit on Braun. That reminded me so much of football. It's literally almost every play back when I was playing. So, stuff like that. I wasn't doing that. I could have been Braun or Dawkins. I'll let y'all decide whichever one I was. (laughs) I didn't want to say anything. We all went silent in in all. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let y'all decide whichever side you thought I was on. Um, (laughs) Braun, though, uh, Again, like I said, the way that that way that lick went though, he Dawkins could go to it, could get signed off that because that looked that good to me. Uh, but it definitely in the finish, the way the transition happened with Ricochet, and then you have the the holding him on the knees for the frog splash at the end. It was just uh, it was. I love how creative that was. And uh, everyone on my podcast, thank you. I know I I messed up. I second guessed myself, switched my answer from the street profits, and you guys have been messing with me ever since. That is my my advice to you is to always trust your first, you know, heart thought. Don't quit. Don't ever forget it. When you second guess yourself, forget that second guess. Anyway, that's it. This was good. I gave it four star. Uh, Jackson, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, I think everything's pretty much been said. But it was really entertaining, really exciting. Um, I loved it from beginning to end in terms of like, you know, just each team getting a chance to kind of shine and show what they could do. Um, I gave it a four and a quarter. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm really gutted. Uh, I honestly thought I was playing it smart there because they've been pushing this whole, oh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman are, are a team, are a thing, you know. Um, so I really should have gone with instinct too. And I didn't because I, I, I thought, no, I'll go with who they're pushing. So, lesson learned for that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, four and a quarter for my score, but predictions. Yeah, Jackson and Monty went for the Ball Brothers in Braun and Ricochet. I thought I was being smart going to Viking Raiders. But no, Gina again with the Street Profits. Um, and she's gone 2-1 up against the rest. Fair play. The third battle of the night was a grub match between Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. Paul did a zipline entrance. 
and someone was dressed as a, a prime energy drink on the stage who was later revealed to be KSI. So out of every wrestler who has ever done a zip line entrance, we have now got Shawn Michaels and Logan Paul. Fair enough. Uh, Seth had a conductor <laughs> lead the crowd in singing, uh, which is a great way to do his entrance. He did look like Ming the Merciless. Um, so it did take several minutes for the match to get started. They were slow to lock up and get going. But once they did, Rollins took control, used his edge and experience, put Paul down on the mat a couple of times. But the social media style was able to make a comeback. Got a handful of near falls. He hit a few impressive moves for the vision he regained his composure. Built himself to be the prime costume, as we spoke about, as he pulled Paul out of the ring to save him from a stomp. But Rollins pulled Kersai on the path of a dive for the Maverick before he hit a pedigree to get a two count. After few more exchanges, Rollins scores a win to make the stadium happy. I will say the Kazai spot through the table did work for me, but I wasn't really invested in this matchup. Jaxi, what about you? Because Logan Paul, again, another good performance, but he is against Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this match was good. Um, I, there's one thing I'm just going to say about Logan Paul's entrance. It was another awkward entrance. Like, he did not know what to talk about on the mic. He was just there dangling for what felt like ages, and no one cared. So it just didn't work. And I was like, you look like a prick. So that was a bit of a letdown. But then Seth made me really laugh with his entrance and just how over the top it was. That's totally Seth. Um, I think it did what it needed to do. Um it really, it did showcase uh, Logan can, you know, like have con- a consistently decent match. Um, again, with the help of uh, the the wrestlers that he's actually been in a match with. Um, again, I can't say I enjoyed it. It was just kind of there. The, the match was kind of like there. Do you know what I mean? I think the main reason why I did pay any type of attention to it was because Seth was in it. Um, that's yeah that's not really a good sign really for a match but yeah I, I i wasn't really surprised by the outcome i knew that like this couldn't they couldn't do that to seth you know um especially with how peak he is right now um with not only the crowd but just where he is in his career so um you know again the right person won in this match um and that's all i can really say about it um I didn't really want to rate it badly, so I'll give it a three and a half as well because it kind of was reminded me of like the Austin Theory John Cena match. It was there; it kind of happened. Um, I feel like the right person won. Hmm. Uh, Gina, what about you? What are your thoughts on this match and score? Um, yeah, I'm not going to sleep um, Logan because he did put in the work and he did do a good match, you know. And it's not like he was looking like a need. He was happy to go through tables and hurt himself for it. I don't like him still, but he gave a good match. And But I, I did see the ending coming with Seth coming out on top because Seth had let himself get knocked out on Raw twice by Logan Paul. And I was like, they're not going to do Seth dirty like that and then let him lose at WrestleMania to Logan. Um, it was a good match. Do I want to see Logan Paul sign a full-time contract with WWE? Not really, to be honest. So I was entertained by the match, but I'm happy for Logan to be like, okay, I've had my fun. Let me move on to my next project now. Bye. You know, so I gave it a three and a half as well. But, you know, I'm happy that Seth got the win. Monty, what about you? I don't think it was a bad match, especially considering Logan Paul 
have that experience. It's just a shame he's a prick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I'm way higher on this match than you guys. Uh, and it is not, I'm, I, like I said, I'm done highlighting how I can't believe how good he is. Because at this point, after you main event with Roman, after you do a main event in Saudi Arabia with Roman Reigns, am I really supposed to still be surprised <laughs> that you look good in the ring? And, uh, and like I said, I think he brought it. I really liked his selling. Like, for some reason, like, celebrities, they, again, by the way, speaking of selling, Bad Bunny sold a choke slam pretty good, too, <laughs> not, so, not too long ago. So, I don't know. These, these new celebrities, man, they're way different than the celebrities I grew up watching, trying to wrestle, you know, when Drew Carey would pop up. Drew Carey was not selling. Like Logan Paul, Bring I know you wouldn't Rose. think that they would. Yeah, yeah, Pete Rose. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like you gotta understand, celebrity matches used to be horrible. So the fact that Logan Paul is this good, I'm always I'm gonna take my cap off to him, man. Like I said, the fact that he he executed things that well, his timing is good. The KSI interference, even though I know it wasn't anything but just uh, promo for the drink, I thought it was made sense and I thought it was done perfectly, even with the timing. Because honestly, I thought they waited too long for the splash, but then I, I realized he did the stupid Triple H thing, and that's what made him look up and not see that he was jumping on KSI. So I was like, all right, they actually executed that pretty well. So again, I liked it. And then the fact that Logan, Logan kind of reminded me of Grayson Waller in this match. He wanted to go viral and win, and they ended up causing him. So, because he did the coast to coast at the end, and that's it, mm. setting the thump. So, yeah, man, I, I was into it. I gave it four and a quarter. The crowd was into it too. So, I liked it. Uh, I give Logan Paul his props, and self is as good as ever. And you make a great point, James. As good as Logan Paul was, he was in there with someone that's one of the best in the world. So, and he's been in there with the best in the world so far, pretty much. Like even with the Miz, he was in there with somebody who's really safe and good. So it's just. They've been they've done a good job of making Logan Paul look good, so uh, I, I I give him all. I didn't I enjoyed it, especially for what it was meant to be. Yeah, I have to agree with the match. I gave it a four and a quarter as well. It's just it, it is WrestleMania. We have to just get used to kind of the celebrity involvement. But again, the celebrity involvement has improved from what it was. Uh, predictions: We all went Seth. So Gina's in lead three to two, and then we had Damage Control versus Lita, Becky Lynch, and Trish Stratus. I'm not really sure about the faces entrance. I mean, Jackson, what were your thoughts? Because it's kind of black and white, and just, but there was no kind of connection with it, you know. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think it was because of sort of like if you look at the design of their poster, it kind of reminded me of the movie from Sin City, and I think mm. that that was the overall aesthetic that they were going for. Uh, yeah, however, that's what I, I think. Got too. Yeah, I only think that Trish, Trish got the memo and decided to incorporate that into like her look because her look came across as very Sin City-esque, um, you know, like especially in contrast with the black and white. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I think that if they if they maybe, you know, done like an actual trailer, like a movie trailer of Sin City, like featuring those three women, it would have made a lot more sense Um but yeah, like I think that was the overall aesthetic of it. I didn't mind it because um, I did, I did get it uh, of, of what they were going for. But I also don't feel like Lita and Becky were kind of dressed in that theme, so it kind of almost didn't work a little bit. But it's fine. It's fine. Well, as for the match, they got into a brawl at first, but once it settled down, it was Lynch in the ring for a team while Dams Control kept her isolated. It took the man a long time to get enough breathing room to be able to make a tag to Lita. The co-tag champ took it to Sky with a series of takedowns. Both teams had a chance to run uh, the match for a little while, but it was time for it to come to a close. The man scored the win with a manhandle slam 
on Bailey from the middle rope to get the win. Uh, Monty, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? But I think the biggest question is, has damage control worked? You know? It, all right, so what was the beginning goal of damage control? <laughs> yeah. Because if the goal was to debut and, uh, you know, you know, give Dakota Kai and EO some shine, a spotlight, then it succeeded in that. I believe in giving them a spotlight on the main roster, but you know we can assume that they were probably going to get that eventually anyway. So uh, were they a dominant? Are they a dominant faction, or did they uh, assume they definitely didn't achieve the goal of getting B- Bailey on top of Raw? So yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, they I guess we can say, uh, and then they lost here in another big match. So again, that's another that's the problem with them. Like I think uh, I, as a matter of fact, even in these predictions, I. Just it was no way in hell I was gonna bet money on damage control because every time so far go just go back check the score James you know every time we did one of these prediction things and it was damage control in the spot and I tried to take a chance on Bailey or take a chance on damage control what happened so here we are that is one thing that that will always hurt them but I, it depends on what you thought their goal was so uh, I don't know like I said the match was solid the legends look good especially in certain moments you know showcasing what they can still do. Trish's gear not only did it go well with Sin City, but it was a nice callback to WrestleMania 21 that we just reviewed. I like that. I, lo- I love the, the the thought process behind, you know, doing a throwback gear that matches what she wore the last time she was in Hollywood uh, for Mania. So uh, I thought Damage Control for a while had the good teamwork, and I thought they looked like a real team here. But again, we know this is WWE. Real teams winning these type of matches are not uh, versus a team of great individuals. What usually happens? The great individuals usually come out on top. It started off slow, like you said, but it picked up. I had fun watching it. And uh, I thought Becky and Bailey's exchange were really good at the end there. And that finish was cool. So the faces look good. Four stars, I guess I gave it. I didn't have a problem with it. But if you are a damage control fan, I definitely, or you're rooting for them here, definitely understand how you probably had a problem with it. Jackson, what were your thoughts on this? I mean, I kind of agree with Monty uh, to an extent what, with what he's saying about uh, damage control. Uh, like, I'm glad that like I didn't actually vote for the for them to win because of like I didn't did not see them picking up this win at all. But really, like, what are you, what are you doing with them? What, what is your plan here? You know, um, the, what, what was the plan from the beginning? It's, it's, it's utterly perplexing. Um, again, like Monty said, it's really nice to see both EO and Dakota on the main roster, and they've had like some really decent matches that have put them in the spotlight. But every time you've kind of put them in the spotlight and then given them gold, you've then like kind of made them appear and come across weak, losing them easily. Um, and yeah, there's this loss on, on the, the biggest stage of them all, you know? Uh, so, so what, what's next going forward for damage control at this point? Like this match overall was good. It was a feel good match. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, being a fan of both Lita and Trish growing up, um, seeing them uh, in the ring fighting alongside, you know, a new generation uh, wrestler like Becky against the likes of Dakota, Io and uh, Bailey. It was it was a dream match that I really never saw coming. So I appreciate the match. Um, it's just 
yeah, what, where do things go for for the for three? Uh, like, I'm what I'm saying is, you know, you gave the veterans the win because it was a feel good match, but it's like, what do you do with the three that you've just been consistently week by week just consistently losing? Um, so I'm I'm just really unsure and apprehensive about where the team goes from here, whether they split up, whether they do their own thing, regroup. I don't know. Um, but yeah, hopefully like this feud with, you know, Becky and Lita can be done so that Becky and Lita can kind of focus more on like the the tag division and actually getting the women's tag in, in order. Although, you know, that being said, we know a certain someone's back, so that might get just put on the back burner. So let's not hold our best on that one either. Um, yeah, overall, it, it was a good match. Uh, I gave it a three, three quarters. It was, it was good. Decent. Yeah, and uh, Gina, what do you score this out of five? Um, I agree with um, everything my sister just said. Um, but I gave it a four. Again, I was really happy with the nostalgic feels. I loved Trish Stratus when I was a kid and watching wrestling um, and seeing her little callback to her original uh, WrestleMania gear that she wore to Hollywood before was just great. Um, she also looked amazing as well um, after all this time. It was nice to see them all, all fight together. But I agree, like, it's it's hard to see what's going to happen with damage control now because I already felt like they threw Bailey under the bus alone. I felt like they should have possibly, if they were going to push damage control in the tag division, they should have made Bailey a, a woman's champ herself. But actually have made them a more formidable and you know, scared team that everyone can be scared of. It just didn't work. And so now it's like, what do you do with them now? So I am worried for that, but I still gave it a four because I enjoyed the, the callback for Lita and Trish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't bad. I'm going to give it a 3.95. Just got to like to be difficult. Uh, predictions, we all went to faces. So at the moment, it is Gina on four and the rest on three. So we head to Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. And Bad Bunny joining the Spanish commentator. And for the time, Father and Son did battle at WrestleMania. Uh, Dom was brought in on a paddy wagon in handcuffs, wearing one of Ray's masks for his entrance. I really dug Dom's entrance. I, I honestly thought Nails was going to accompany him. Me yeah, too. That was how good that was. Uh, also, Ray driving out in a low, uh, low rider, driven by Snoop Dogg. To put your faith in Snoop Dogg, after he smoked to probably the biggest <laughs> bat going. Definitely. Yeah, I'll drive you to the ring. Uh, <laughs> once they finally got to the match going, neither man was holding back. And what I thought about this match was how many times have they wrestled, whether it be play fighting in the back garden or right. in a ring somewhere, you know, and then they finally ha- can do this at WrestleMania. No wonder the com- chemistry was so good. Um, establishing a quick pace with an aggressive tone. Ray scored the first major takedown, seemed to phase Dom a bit. Uh, Dom got whipped with the belt, as you should. And I heard JR's voice, as we all did, being taken to the woodshed. That's what we all were. Taken to the woodshed. Dom threw a drink in his sister's face at ringside, and Ray had to hold her back. He took advantage of the situation to attack his dad from behind proper hill. Damien Priest and Finn Balor showed up as Dom began to take control. He interfered to help Dom with some distractions, but Legada Del Fantasma came to the ring. 
the Judgment Day, and it was Bad Bunny who stepped up and stopped Don for using the chain, allowed Ray to hit the six on nine and score the win over his son. Uh, really good story coming in, really good entrances, really good match. The only thing I was put off was SpongeBob on the barricades, but again, apparently it was Toast Crunch. <laughs> which, which I was like, why are those SpongeBob's? Sponsorship money, man. Yeah, um, Gina, <laughs> Gina, this match, uh, father and son. Father and son matches at WrestleMania pay off. You know, two for two have been great. I definitely agree. I think, like, it's always one of those moments to say, oh, is the father going to, like, put his son in his place? Or is the, the son going to show his daddy's overcome him sort of thing? So it, it's definitely one of those ones that you actually can't go in predicting because... You know, the bonds just makes it a little bit more difficult. But yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I did go with Dom for the win. I didn't really see it as a passing of the torch, but I kind of had a figure that maybe, you know, his boys will come in and help him in some way. Um, so yeah, that's why I ended up going with Dom. But I felt, I still felt like it was still a good match. So, and they both have worked well together. You can tell that, you know, they trust each other immensely. So it just made the match more intense. So, what did you score out of five? Uh, um, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a four and a half because it was a good match. Yeah, no, it looked really, really good. Um, really, really, really good. Uh, like I said, Monty, this was this was really fun stuff. And again, Dom shouldn't work so well as a hill, and Ray shouldn't be as good being his age. But it all just came together perfectly. Um, I think. Uh... I'm not sure whether or not... Did Monty answer this already? No, I just I just came back. My, my internet went out on me. So... Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> how, how, your thoughts on the Ray and Dominic match? So, is, so you went to me, Nick. Okay, that's what I was trying to make sure. Okay. All right. Anyway, two of my favorite WrestleMania entries ever, like you mentioned earlier... Uh, Dom being brought straight in from the correctional facility, like <laughs> it's hilarious because like you got so many questions after this. Like, did you go back and ask them to bring you escort you here? Like, what Dom has been out of jail for? I don't know how long? Why is he? Why? Like, why? But again, he, he had as well. Like, <laughs> right, put him back in handcuffs. Like, <laughs> it's just a funny thing to think about when you know he was only in there for like what, however many hours. He was actually supposedly in the storyline wise, but yeah, Ray with the you know the little nods at Eddie too. You know those people, those people crying about that because you know we love Eddie so much. So to have him on the low rider and to do it like that, it was it was it was, it was beautiful. I love both those interests, and the match was just so dramatic. It, it just but it everything about it felt like it was a benefit to the story that they've been telling. Michael Cole, by the way, on commentary, he he was losing it. But he added so much to this match because you can tell he was really in, you can tell he's invested in this story. So this was this, he was he was great on commentary. Uh, Dom looked great in the ring. Russell's his best match by far. Like you said, you can tell him and Ray probably put this together many times, probably before it, way before this even was a thing. They probably have done this or some of the things that they were doing in the ring plenty of times uh, when they were tra- when he was training Dom. So you know everyone was invested in this outcome. The whooping with the belt spot. And Dom's reaction, because that's the thing. It's not just the whoopers, the fact that after that, he was like, I, he was more like shocked. Like, I can't believe he did 
it, and then he went to his mom. Like, did you see what he did? Like, and like he forgot what he been doing the last I don't, year or however long it's been. So, I just love his reaction. And then, of course, his mom co signs, and now he now he gets back to being disrespectful. <laughs> so it it worked perfectly. And Bad Bunny's interference was great. It made sense to me, even though I will say it was, that ending was kind of overbooked. But uh, going into backlash in Puerto Rico, I, I think it makes a lot more sense when I knew since I know that's coming up. So yeah, I really enjoyed this, man. I, I gave I gave it a high school. I gave it four and three quarters. I really was into it. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Jack, see what about you? What were you score this? Yeah, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. I really think that Dom's come into his own with this character um, and just really enjoyed seeing sort of the theatrics that came with this match. Like like Monty said, uh, his facial reactions to like him being beaten and then like looking to his mum for help or something, it was just like priceless. So um, yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed this match. Started, I didn't actually uh, sort of, uh, think about the outcome a bit more and get the right outcome, but um, kind of glad that Ray picked up the win. Um, as soon as they mentioned that Bad Bunny was on commentary, I was like, I know that they've announced him for uh, sort of hosting Backlash, so I wondered if he was going to get involved in this match. Um, I didn't really think that there needed to be more theatrics in terms of like, you know, Judgment Day and uh the Gato del Fantasma coming out because it, it you know, it, it was a father versus son match overall. So I didn't really feel it was necessary, but I mean, I still enjoyed the match. So I gave it a four and a half as well. Yeah, I give it a four and a half. Like I said, really, really good stuff. It really pissed me off because the story of the match is Ray getting retribution on his son. And I was trying to be too clever. Uh, and as like I say, with predictions, we all went dumb apart from Monty. So that means that this moment in time, and Monty are on four, me and Jaxi are on three. So we head into the co-main event, as it was, Charlotte Flair versus Ray Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championships. Entrances were good, but not mania level. I mean, Ripley looked awesome with her gear, ring jacket, all well done. Um, the makeup she chose made it look like her black hair dye had leaked a little bit. But hey, Charlotte's ring jacket looked like a doubles a lifeboat. But again, it was still good to see both women come down. And they were slow to lock up as they circled each other and tried to play mind games. Once they did make contact, they immediately started going at 100 miles an hour. Ripley was knocked out of the ring, so she had a military group as the queen posed for the crowd. Once she got back in the square circle, the nightmare took over. Flair and Alicia tied with her chops in the corner that popped the crowd before she could focus on the challenger's leg to soften up for the figure eight. They tried to control several more times throughout the bout. This was physical between the two of the strongest women in WWE, so we saw power moves and big spots sprinkled throughout, throwing stiff strikes and putting everything they had into their performances. You know, this got time, the crown got invested, there was a German off the top which was sick, this built and built I mean, Charlotte landed on her face and you can see the mark on her nose I mean, Sin Cara would have quit and then they started delivering finishes, working towards the end with Ripley able to hit the Riptide from the middle rope to finally put Charlotte away to become the new Smackdown champion Jaxi rejoice Charlotte landed on the face and lost her title so win win no I I can't even tell you James I was in tears I know I shouldn't but the way that they slowed down Charlotte landing on her face 
had me in tears. I mean, of course, like I was listening to commentary and, you know, like they said that she was okay after the match and stuff like that. Uh, there was like concern, but I, it was the slow-mo for me that actually got me crying um, with, with just how she had landed. It looked so painful, but I could not help but laugh. Um, overall, the match was so good. I can't even take any anything away from Charlotte in this match. This match w- just went hard. It was two women really showcasing like where women's wrestling is at right now and why they should be taken seriously. It was so good to see such big spots come from both women um, in the match and see them both be able to take those type of uh, moves. Um, I was thoroughly entertained by this match uh, completely. Uh, this is one of my favourites of the night. Um, I gave this a, a five star. Yeah, like I said, it was really, yeah. really good stuff. And also, should yeah. say Ripley, right? just gonna say they they also mentioned at the very beginning of the match that um it was like you know the first time that it was like an all-female uh sort of announced match as well like female announced female ref and and two female uh women in the uh, semi-main event so um yeah that was like a nice achievement um and nod as well uh considering i I hadn't realized that um uh it Obviously, back when Becky, Charlotte, and um, Ronda main evented, uh, it, it was a male ref. Mm. Um, no, like I said, mm. there's a couple of things. It's, it's like with Charlotte, it's weird because she's been in a title match at every WrestleMania reviewed on the WNR. So go back to WrestleMania mm. 32, Charlotte's been in position. Ripley finally got her proper fireworks. And I mean proper fireworks. The fireworks for the first time as well. As she celebrated and becomes the only women, only woman, sorry, in WWE history. And Monty knows are going to say this. Uh, to be the Raw, SmackDown, NXT and NXT UK champion. So there's four champs. Every place she's been to, she's won titles and fair play to Ray Ripley there. I mean, Gina, it, this was Ripley's crowning moment, wasn't it? It definitely was. And it, it was a great match beginning to end. Um, I was so happy for Rhea. And I could see it coming because of the previous beef that Rhea and Charlotte had. Rhea really needed this win. And if she didn't get this win, I don't know what they were planning to do with her, but they would have just ruined her and her total reign of just moving to the top. So um, GG's to her for getting to the top and for becoming the first woman to hold all those titles. So fair play to her, and I'm really pleased. It's definitely the start of her reign now. Mm. What would you score out of five? It's a five-star match for me. Yeah, uh, Monty, what about you? Because this is just, I would say meaty men slapping meat, but it's the woman version, you know? <laughs> Exactly, right? Yeah, it was... Oh, man, Charlotte did not hide the fact coming into this that she wanted to be the main event. She wanted to be last, just like the male winner of the Royal Rumbles match. She wanted to have them them to have that spot. They were not rewarded that spot, you know, uh, for story reasons or whatever reason that they gave her. But it didn't matter to Charlotte, obviously, because Rhea and Charlotte would not be denied. The bumps, like you said, Charlotte took, like, I've... Like she do, she dives every now and then. You know, I know she's a baby face. Maybe she just dives a little bit more now that she's back. You know, she's she's baby facing this situation. But she, like I said, the bumps she took, the dives that she was doing, you could just tell she was determined to make this something that we would never forget. 
And uh, it was, like I said, very physical. Like I said, just like, like big meaty men slapping. They were going really, really hard. They were not pulling any punches, any leaks. Uh, it had it all. It, and then, like, at first, the crowd was kind of, I'm not going to say they were dead, but after the Ray and Dom stuff, they, they were kind of quiet. But it made the crowd stand up and give a damn. And, like, that's just how hard that they were going. Is I, I don't know. I can make an argument this is Rhea's best match on the main roster, maybe. And uh, and like you said, Charlotte once again, like it, say what you want. I know it, it, she's polarizing, but she rarely misses, especially on the big stage. Like they talk about Big Match John or whatever they used to call Cena. Charlotte is definitely there for the women's division with her performances. It may not always be the results people want, but she always performs. And this was this was both. This is one of those rare occasions where. You got the result everyone wanted, and they both performed. It was great. It was a great crowning moment for Rhea Ripley. Five star. Yeah, I'm just going to give it 4.95 to be difficult. <laughs> don't, don't know why. should be a five star. Uh, predictions, we all went Ripley, so it means that Monty and Gina are on five. Me and Jack Seat are on four. And Saxon uh, interviewed Austin Theory. Theory said, do you believe in Theory now? Not sure. 80,497 in attendance. Snoop Dogg thinks only one thing could be better, which is Miz in a match. He issued an open challenge, and that was answered by Pat McAfee. And then Miz tried to back out, but Snoop decided he had the right to make the match official. Uh, McAfee unloaded on the A-list and dropped him with a spine buster. And then the former combatant nailed him with a super kick. The Miz shoved Kittle at ringside. Uh, so the fella hopped the barricade and shoved him to the ground. Pat then jumped off the ring post and took the Miz down, was sent on for he drilled and were running for the win. Uh, first, Monty, did you know who these people were? Because I didn't have a clue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> George killed those with that. football players, football players. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. that's, that's the thing. He he played for the 49ers, uh, so... I guess that's the bond that him and Pat has. Like, I guess Pat, a former football player, random football players just want to help him with because the, they hate the Miz that much. I don't know. It was it was good. For, it was fun. My only problem with this whole entire segment, is, as nice as it was to see Pat, is the pacing of it all because the night of watching it live at this point is, I don't know, like 10-something central time for us. So to, for them, it was, in, it was nine. But for for as the east well, close to the east coast of the United States that you got, it was pretty late. So we were ready for Sammy, Kevin, the Usos. But hey, this was fine. It, you know, whatever. I didn't have a problem with it. It's always good to see Pat. And I just think about it this way. I'm like, if the Miz ever wins a world championship again, James, I don't know how because he he loses to everyone. This how is, do you explain it? That's just my question. I was going to ask everybody. Like, Miz must hold the record. This is in the first night. Barring what happens the second night, he must hold the re- the record for wrestler hit most by sports star slash celebrity. Like I cannot think of another wrestler. He got knocked out by Hugh Jackman. Like any sports star there just takes their shot on the Miz. <laughs> like the Miz must exactly. hold that record. There's no one else. <laughs> Gronk, like everyone, <laughs> everyone did. You, you name you any. Have, do you think? Do you think every city that actually comes into contact with WWE go, oh, can I have a segment where I punch them in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It must I be... really like, you know, they're five minutes to think. Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> Miz thought he might get Austin gets Pat. He probably gets paid double for getting his ass kicked so many times. 
Well, to be fair, you know, there's that, and also Michael Cole losing his shit will never not be funny. He's obviously, he gets a feeling in a special place when he sees Pat, and he just can't control himself, which again, is kind of beautiful, <laughs> you know? We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> the main event of the night was the undisputed W Tag Team Championship match between the Usos and the team of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The SoFi Stadium crowd was fired up for the challenges. This is only the second tag match to main event WrestleMania and the first one for the tag team titles. Uh, we see little... I'm going to fuck this up. It's like Japanese wrestlers. Little Uzi Vert performed for a minute for the user. <laughs> made their entrance. Are close enough. Not only did Zane and Owens have matching gear, but they also had their PWG logo on it. Uso's in white, and of course the faces in black. Once everyone got settled, the match got going. Zane and Jimmy started for the teams, but Jay tagged in fully made contact. Friday started with a relatively simple exchange of holds and counters, but Zane eventually tackled Jay. He started pounding with rights and left. Usos eventually took control and began to keep Zayn isolated in the corner with a quick tag. The underdog from the underground made a hot tag to KO, who took out both brothers with a dive from the top of the rope. Usos almost hit the 1D on Zayn, but KO saved him by putting Jay out of the ring. Jimmy J ended up putting him through one of the announce tables. Moments later, they hit Zayn with a 1D, but he kicked out a huge cop. And to be fair, I thought that was it at that moment in time. But the prize fighter crawled back to the apron. Tag back in so he could hit pop-up power bombs to both Usos. The tide changed a few more times before the match came to a close when Zayn tagged in and nailed Jane with a halluva kick three times for the win. I mean, Monty, what a, this may be, and again, don't want to ruin what anybody else is going to say, this may be the greatest tag match in WWE history. I'm putting it out there. Man, you know, and that... And I, the thing, the that's the thing about WWE. Like they, they got such a long history, so you know some great ones are forgotten. But I, I don't, I, I can't disagree with it, man. It was, it was perfect. It was just so many emotions, uh, especially when you think about the story attached to to this match too. You know, I think that makes it greater too because there's, there's some great matches out there that was just about the tag time. There was some great matches out there that that it's rare that you have matches that leaks into the main feud <laughs> that's been on television. It's rare that you get that resulting in a tag match. So, you know, so it's definitely hard to uh, go against this one. I can't lie, but uh, I have to say uh, the callbacks to the bloodline and the Sami Zayn feud throughout the match were great. All four men hitting on all cylinders throughout the match. The Usos threw a super kick party that would make the Young Bucks proud, like literally. Like I, I know if they, I know they have similar styles, but they were they really pulled a Young Bucks style super kick party in this one. Uh, Sammy and Kevin pulled out some spots from their limitless bag, limitless bag of tricks they picked up over the years, like you mentioned with the PWG pass. When I thought when I saw him brain buster Jay Uso on that apron, I just immediately thought of El Generico. So again, it was it was it was awesome. And then the moment of Sammy kicking out of the one D. It was perfectly done. Like the drama of, of it all, in my in my opinion, and that ending, the way Jay fell into Sammy's arm and all of that. It just I, I don't know. They they really were executing everything the right way. It felt cathartic. And I think that's the thing you want after a long, drawn out feud. You want to have that release of just good energy after seeing something play out the way it was supposed to play out. And it just seemed like a perfect way to cap off the show, man. That like honestly, this this night one. 
had people online talking about this being one of the greatest nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. And like it felt like that, especially with the way this ended. Yeah. Well, I was saying to myself, I was like, if night two can equal what we've just seen night one, because it was magic. And Jaxie, we spoke about it on the live show as well, what this would mean. And with Kevin Owens' main event in his second WrestleMania and becoming a Grand Slam champion, I don't think two men deserve it more than Owens and Zayn. And they delivered in the main event, didn't they? They really did. I, I don't think that there's much more I can add without it getting, getting a bit repetitive. But, I mean, boy, like was it a tag team matter what um they just like both teams went hard and it was really hard for me to kind of cheer for just one team like i i just found myself both kind of rooting for both because i just thoroughly enjoyed the match um it was really really good in itself and yeah uh bittersweet to see the the usos finally lose um but at the same time knew it needed to happen um and if it was going to be anyone like i really am just happy that it, it was sammy and kevin you know I think without a doubt, just this is really, really good stuff. Uh, Gina, what about you? Because this this match had so much riding on it. And like I said, to come through and think the Usos reign, 622 days, the reign is over. But the Usos had as well. And I think the Usos deserve credit to main event of WrestleMania, especially as we talk about how big the bloodline has been. Yeah, it was sad and bittersweet. It was an amazing match, but I'm always going to be um, upset when the Usos lose. So, yeah, it was a great match. And ending, like Monty said, was just kind of like hitting you in the gut with how long the story has been going on for and how invested we are in it. Just, you know, Jimmy uh, Jay falling into Sammy's arms. I want to say I'm super happy for Kevin and Sammy. I am. I knew the Usos were going to be dethroned. I'm very, very biased. I really love the Usos. So I wanted to cry at the end with that ending. Like, no. So it was really hard to watch. But I loved it and I gave it a five. Yeah, I think we all gave five. Like I said, what a, a match it was to end the first night of WrestleMania. We all went Owens and Zane. So it means Monty and Gina win the first night. Of WrestleMania, so I might be dethroned if you guys if only if you can stop me from winning night two. The streak's over, man. The streak's over. But Gina and Monty do win it, so it means with the scores for W pay per views that Monty goes on two, Gina and me now on one. Um, and we look at overall for night one, uh, match of the night. I think we all agree, main event. Uh, so MVP. I mean, Jaxie, who's your MVP of night one? Uh, my MVP is gonna actually go to Rhea Ripley. I think she did an outstanding job. Um, and she really deserved uh, that win. She looked great in the match. Um, and yeah, it just but everything about her performance was perfect. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, man. Both the Mysterios, Ray uh, and Rhea and Charlie. It's the only thing I think of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say... What can I say? Yeah, Dominic. I think I'll go Dom. Uh, Gina, what about you? Who's MVP of the night? No, my uh, my match of the night is going to be the, the the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin. My my MVP has to be Rhea. It'll be Rhea. And Gina, what about the first scene out of ten? So, what are your first, what are your thoughts of night one? Uh, 
I'm actually going to give it a nine. It was a good um, night. I actually got quite a lot of um, good results myself, so really pleased with it. I gave it a nine. Um, Monty, what about you? I'm going even higher. I gave it nine and a half. The only thing I didn't like on this show was something I actually liked. And that like the worst thing to me on the show was probably seen in deer. So nine and a half. Jackson, what about you? I actually went with a nine on this one as well. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. There was a couple matches that I didn't really feel like were built up correctly. But yeah, overall, nine. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine and a half because WrestleMania is one of these things where I talk about passing of the torch, you know, but we saw it with Theory, who's 25, Ripley's 26. Even Dom at 25 kind of, you know, uh, started his career properly here as it was. Uh, we then had press conferences afterwards. Ray Ripley will celebrate by eating. There's a lot of eating themed, really, uh, because Kevin Owens was eating the Snickers that was on... Um, show i suppose and sammy Zayn and owen said they couldn't believe uh what a year it has been and all this kind of niceness and this feeling of wrestlemania night one let's all ruin it now with night two no it's not gonna be that bad everybody come on we'll be all right <laughs> we've, we've got a two-hour kickoff show again Kayla braxton wade booker and irish kevin Heyman with a bang of a promo and that was it that was it on the kickoff uh, main show, Jimmy Allen saying America the Beautiful. Kevin Hart smashed the opening again. Snoop was more comfortable second time round. And The Miz was back <laughs> in a good mood as well. Uh, but we had the Unstoppable Force meet the Immovable Object to start night two as Brock Lesnar battled Omos. The match was probably much better than anybody ever thought it would be. Lesnar actually sold part over Omos's power-based offense taking advantage of an ill-fated charge into the corner and taking him to Suplex City. A massive F5 ended the Nigerian Giants' night as Lesnar scored his first WrestleMania victory since 2018. Um, Gina, what did you think of the start of night two? We knew it was going to be pretty, but it wasn't too bad. No, it was all right. I mean, I didn't mind it. I actually thought it was quite entertaining if I'm truly honest I've never seen Brock get ragged like that before and thoroughly enjoyed it I was like screaming going do more one more time one more time throw him again just throw him like a baby it was just funny because again you've never seen Brock in that in that position so um yeah I thought it was a good night and a good opener and it kind of like got me excited for the rest of the show then um what did I give it a rating of I gave it a rating of a four, actually, because I quite enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was a good match. So it wouldn't be longer than three minutes. I'd be surprised, and it was five minutes. It wasn't too bad. I don't, I don't mind that, though, because even though, even though I really like Brock, I don't think he needs a 20-minute match, unless it's with Roman. Then, yeah. But either way, I think, like, short and sweet is good with Brock, and so I think it made it work. I, did, I didn't want that match to go on longer than it did, so... Mm. Uh, Monty, what about you? I mean, this is just about the F5, really, wasn't it? And having that WrestleMania moment. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Just having him do the F5. Uh, the match is okay, like you mentioned. I, like you said, probably way better than what you could imagine going into it. You know, Amos looked strong early, but, you know, after that, after a couple suplexes or something, you know, Brock kind of got it going, and then the F5 kind of came out of nowhere. My expectations weren't really that high, so... 
I thought this was fine, like you said. Uh, but I, I personally didn't like the the outcome. But I, it's it's expected because it's Brock. I mean, you know, it's hard to go against Brock. But you know, I would have liked this to have more rhyme or reason than just that moment because I've seen I, Brock L five bigger people. I've seen Brock L five bigger people. It would be, it would have been really <laughs> nice to have seen Omos get this win. Yeah, just really just not. for his career going forward. You can always say yeah. he brought, but I could, you know, again, it is what it is. Uh and this match was what it was. I gave it three and a quarter. Yeah, this is the the interesting thing about it is that even when Brock Lesnar came out and Mark Hall said it's his twelfth WrestleMania, and I'm thinking, twelve? I wouldn't have believed that back in oh four when Brock walked out, you know, twelve <laughs> WrestleMania. But fair play. Right. And like I said, this is one of Brock's better shorter matches, you know. And Jaxie, you would agree, that F5 did look stupendous. Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole story itself was like, you know, what is Brock going to do to be able to put this giant down? Like, how is he going to be able to, to overcome the, this uh, beast? Um, so we all kind of knew that we were going to eventually get a, an F5, and it actually looked pretty decent. Um, I think the main thing I took away from this match was that, like, how much Omos has improved in the ring. Um, so I definitely think that, you know, that this definitely boosted his sort of confidence within the ring going against someone like Brock. Um, like you said, it just need, it, it just did what it needed to do, which was warm the crowd up. I think this was a crowd warmer match more than anything else. Um, otherwise, we would have gotten Bobby versus Brock instead. But, you know, they decided to go a different route and that failed. So... Um, this was going to kind of be the best that we were going to get. I do kind of agree with both Gina and Monty that it would have been nice for Omos to shine in this match more. Um, but we all knew that Brock was not going to be losing um, at WrestleMania to, to Omos. Uh, so, yeah, um, this match did what it needed to do. I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, I gave it a four because we want to see Omos thrown around and he was... Uh, predictions, we all went Brock, apart from Monty. So we start night two with Monty on zero, the rest on one. And then for the second night in a row, we had the WrestleMania Showcase match uh, with Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan against Natalia Shotzi, Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville, and Ronda and Baszler. It's fairly obvious who would win, but the match featured some solid work from the other three teams, if nothing else. I mean, they were the ones who put in the work during the heavy lifting, I suppose. Fortunately, the finish was an uninspired and lacklustre as possible, with Rousey and Baszler popping up at the end, uh, contributing next to nothing. So, I mean, stealing the win by way of armbar for the baddest woman on the planet. Uh, and even I didn't know what happened to Baszler's boot. I don't know if anybody else saw what happened to that. I didn't have a clue. Jaxie, what were your thoughts on this? This is a bit all over the place compared to the men's tag the previous night. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to to uh, say that it was a bad match in terms of wrestling because the level of wrestling we got from the women that were in like really involved in the match, like you know, they did a pretty decent job. But I think that there was a moment that like Shayna may have injured herself, um, and then things started to get a little improvised. And I think that I could see that um, sort of like taking place, which is why it maybe came across a bit messy. Um, I mean, I think it's safe to say that Ronda wasn't probably cleared to even wrestle in this match, which is why she wasn't really involved anyway. And then just if Shayna did actually get injured, which I think she did um, during that match, then that definitely just screwed things over because they definitely wanted those two coming out as the winners, which 
ultimately in the outcome, like they should have just like, you know, called it and like made a sudden change like there and then because like sort of storyline wise, we haven't seen them since, you know, um, which is probably due to injury. So I hope that both Ronda and Shayna are okay and can fully recover. Um, but I just think that this match ended up being more improvised than anything, um, and which wasn't um, the most ideal for the others that were involved in this match because it didn't really give them an opportunity to really kind of come out as the overall winner. Um, obviously, I'm happy with the outcome because of my my prediction, but I think that if you know, they were, both of them were really injured. They should have gone with a different winner in the first place and had a different setup. What do you score out of five, sorry? Uh, I'm going to give it a three and three quarters because it just, like you said, it was still a bit messy. Like, I, I, w- I want to give props to everyone else that was wrestling. Um, but I think that because of the overall messiness, it took away from the match. And it wasn't, for me, the men's showcase was more of a showcase, whereas, like, the, this uh, Fatal 4-Away could have been on a SmackDown, you know, um, for me. So, yeah. Yeah, the crowd are pretty quiet. Chelsea Greenlow going from Impact to WrestleMania is pretty impressive. And Ronda Rousey obviously uh, took a lesson from Jungle Boy because how long it took her to tap out Shotzi at the end of this match as well. Uh, I mean, Gina, again, it's it was just... It was there. That's what we can say about this match. I mean, I'm glad that there was, like, you know, another match for the females. um, And, you know, they got to show their thing. But as my sister said, I think they should have changed it up and been like, look, Ronda's injured and Shayna's just got herself injured. Just let somebody else win this match and then we'll write these two back coming back in and then actually write in that they're complaining. We weren't at our best. We were injured during that WrestleMania match. We need to take that kind of like top ring back from you guys. Beat the ones who win and then go on to take the belts. They should just do that because right now it's clear that neither of them are clear, fit and ready to be ma- uh, in matches. So it's just kind of long in this storyline now and it's going to make us no longer care. So I do hope that they can like try and I don't know keep the momentum of Shane and Ronda going whilst they're off or something. I'm I'm not sure, but we'll see how it goes. My, I gave it a rating of three and a half because it just for me it was just there. Yeah, I mean, on the E, there's not really much else to add to it. Is there? Well, I mean, we'd score it out five as well. Yeah, just like I kind of agree with Jackson pretty much. She basically said what I was saying about the injuries because. Uh, you know, it just if Shayna re-entered, like you said, missing the shoe, limping. So we didn't we didn't really know what was going on. Uh, and then the finish, we kind of knew they were going to win, but I agree, definitely could have been an improvised there. But it was solid. I love what uh, uh, Sonya and Chelsea did in the ring the, the, when they were in there. And like you said, the other teams worked hard. Also, another telltale sign that something was off and something went wrong there is the very next night one of the losing teams get a t- is now the number one contender. So <laughs> it's just like yeah. That match was literally for nothing. Like you said, it was just there. Three stars. Exactly what I said. They should have called it like mid-match and said, no, have someone else win. Like, that would have made the match at least a bit more significant than what it was. Well, yeah, three and a quarter for me as well. Predictions, we all went Ronda and Baz. So Monty's on one, the rest are on two. Bobby Lashley was made to feel like the Hall of Fame class by coming out and showing us his trophy. Go on, Bobby. Oh, show man. the boys what and girls his trophy. Why couldn't he spear the mids? Like, honestly. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Anything. 
anything I mean, rather than this. He could have been the mystery opponent, you know. He could have even they could have even just started a storyline there and then had someone even just come and interrupt, like maybe even have Brock come back out and beat on him or something like that to show that it's not over anything. But instead, they just had this awkward moment of him on his own mm-hmm. trying to pick up this Andre the Giant trophy. <laughs> The worst part of it is he was challenging people all week before this. So, like, he just opened challenging. No one, I guess everyone we could book it and say everyone was afraid of Bobby, but it just, yeah, it was just so lackluster, man. I was like, you could come up with anything, even a segment, you know, just him, him just beating up people for nothing. Like, anything, any talking to MVP, anything. Yep. No, <laughs> Again, we're going to go into in terms of, like, the, like, another opponent for The Miz on night two, like, later. He could have been that opponent. Instead, we got the shambles that we get, which we'll get to soon. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was world class. Hold on, hold right. on. We are, we yeah, I'm about to say, get... greatest WrestleMania moment yeah. ever. Honestly, like, later, so. there, was only, there was only one man, yeah. the greatest oh, rumble okay. moment. And the greatest, the greatest moment, moment of WrestleMania. No, it was the greatest. It was, it was, oh, it you was all right, cuz? He's really hurt. No, no, that's great. Uh, right, anyway, <laughs> serious. Triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Sheamus versus McIntyre versus Gunther. Really good promo video going into it. Drew dressed in white with Ange at the back. Uh-oh, Vince is in charge. Um, harder lemonade. They nearly ruined it for me. Luckily, the match <laughs> was better than their shitty fucking advertising. Gunther dressed as Volta. That theme, Monty, brought tears to my eyes. Do you know that? When he, uh, thought he's back. <laughs> he is back. Um, all three competitors beat the living piss out of each other. I, yes. I do not know how I can put this into words. They were bruising the chest and punished bodies, all right? Don't get me wrong. There was a story with McIntyre and Sheamus about their mounting dissension with a Scott costing his opponent victory and the title on several occasions. But don't worry, because Sheamus managed to unload 29 beats of the Finn Balor of McIntyre, <laughs> the last one catching him in the face. Gunther was seated in the corner. McIntyre just tossed Sheamus over his head into the champion. What felt like the greatest match I'd ever seen in the history of ever continued as they unload on each other with just slaps, kicks, punches, whatever they could. Sheamus caught McIntyre with one more bro kick. He covered only for Gunford to fly in from the top right with a splash and finished Drew off with a powerbomb <laughs> for successful title defences. Everything in this match. Everything, everything, everything. What a fucking mm-hmm. match this was. And Monty as well. I'm not that upset about Drew being pinned because Gunther is a fucking monster. Breathe, James. Right. Oh, what a match. What a match. <laughs> how could you be mad? Like, after that, it's like, how could you be mad? I don't care who you pick, who you were rooting for. Like, there was that, that finish and everything about this match was so good. I 100% agree. It's like, who cares if Drew got pinned? Like, go there. Like, look at that. Like, this was, yeah, this was great, man. It was awesome. Uh, everyone should just go watch it. That's how you. That's how you explain this match. The match speaks for itself, you know? It was special from beginning to end. I honestly don't know how many actual wrestling moves other than maybe a throw here and those two power bombs at the end. I don't know how actually how many moves they actually did. It was that much striking. It was just a brawl, man. I loved it. Uh and just again, I had no I had no clue who was gonna win. But I kinda after after Drew cost 
uh, Seamus that first time. I was like, my pick is out. I was like, no way. It was it was too perfect. He had the bro kick. Everything was right. And Drew pulled him out. I was like, yeah. I'm a, even when he came close again, but that's how good this match was. It made you believe he could still win it. <laughs> I thought even Max was going to win. Yeah, I thought when right, he yeah, did you thought Max? Yeah, no, exactly. You didn't know what was going on until the end. It had people who I who I know don't watch wrestling on the regular because a lot of WrestleMania watch parties, and they were going my going crazy. Like, who is this Gunther guy? Like, it, it was it was just incredible. It was an incredible match, and Gunther looked unbeatable in the end. Uh, five stars, man. Great triple threat. The only way this match could have been proved if it's halfway through, they said, ladies and gentlemen, to make this a fatal four-way, you need a dragon off. That's the, it's the only <laughs> yeah, way. Right. That would have been, oh, shit, we're on oh. now. Right, I'm going to take a breath. Jack, see, what were your thoughts? Because, I mean, it was a riot, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was right. It was, it was okay. <laughs> No, um, I mean, I have to agree with, with like the level of excitement that both of you two were feeling. That is exactly how I felt watching that whole match from beginning to end. Again, like Monty said, if you haven't watched it, just go and see it because even us talking about it and getting excited about it will not do the match itself justice. It is just brilliant. Um, one of the best matches out, um, out of the whole WrestleMania, in my opinion. Uh, they were so good. Uh I, I don't even really know what to say more other than um, kind of happy with uh, what I went with in my predictions because I kind of knew that it was going to get down to sort of those final last few moments of like that really crucial time where everyone's sort of like gearing up to do their final moments and, and stuff. And I could just see Seamus and Drew taking each other out and Gunther just kind of coming in at the last moment and just wrecking whichever one, you know? So um, I kind of feel like I saw this outcome coming, but without it being, uh, without really realizing how impactful it was, it was brilliant all the way to the, the very end with Gunther coming in at the end and just uh, breaking up that pin with Drew and um, just, you know, taking Drew out himself. So again, just like Monty, five star for me, this match was brilliant. Yes, I, was like, I don't even care if, if McIntyre's stock is down and Gunther's stock is up. It's just like, Tyson Hill gave us an ovation without falling over. I mean, that should be a slam I mean, in I itself. <laughs> I, again, I, I actually said um, once Gina had caught up and we just had, you know, a, a brief catch up ourselves about WrestleMania. I said, I'm very happy to kind of know that Gunther's going into SummerSlam and just eager to know who his next partner is. You know, that that is uh, who his next opponent is. Sorry. So that that's the level of excitement that Gunther has actually brought to this title right now. And I'm just looking forward to seeing the next title reign. Like, like you said, yeah, 296 days. He's got to catch Honky Tonk. I mean, Gina, do, do you think Gunther will become the longest reigning cannot champion of all time? I mean, who can stop him on this performance? I mean, at this moment in time, I'm not sure. I, I really hope that he can he can keep it for a bit longer. I definitely agree and think Gunther has made this belt more relevant than when it whoever had it before. I don't even remember who had it before. Uh, ricochet, he beat Ricochet. See, see, I even, I even forgot that Ricochet had it because Ricochet's reign was just that that title wasn't really relevant for for me. It was just one of those, you know, like a FTW championship. It's not really seen as something big. Like back in the day when I first watched wrestling, titles meant a thing. The hardcore champion was on a pedestal. The intercontinental champion was on a pedestal. Like they were all on their own pedestals. But 
recently some belts have just slipped through those cracks and even though someone has it it's like oh so what you're still a jobber sometimes like you know you just don't really see them on that same pedestal and Gunther has just made that title go back up there you know and I, I went with Seamus just because I was I was actually playing it safe I know that Seamus hasn't had this belt and I'm just like I I figured this was his time to get it you know a Wrestlemania moment but I'm thoroughly happy to take that loss because I'm super happy that Gunther is still the champ. I, I want him to have a longer reign. I want him to keep going. And um, yeah, he's, become, he's slowly become, uh, fastly become a, a top favourite of mine. So yeah. Oh, and the match with Fire, five stars. Yeah, I've got my match of the year candidate. That's what I wanted for WrestleMania. I've got my match of the year candidate. And again, all the talk of Owens and Zayn, but Seamus and Drew... Started together on the independent scene in in Britain, together got signed to WWE the same day, and get to do this match at Mania. And anybody saw a clip of them hugging in the ring afterwards shows what it means to these guys as well. well I thought it was a lovely moment, uh, and again to put Gumpher over like that, God, what a match! Uh, predictions: Monty and Gina went Sheamus, Jackson and I went Gumpher. So at the moment, Monty's on one, Gina's on two. James, that's me, and Jack's here on three. Uh, and we move up next, and we talk about uh, dominant champions. Bianca Belair looked to complete one full year as Raw Women's Champion, taken on Oscar. Oscar's gold paint and Oscar impersonators. Divas from Compton dance Belair to the ring. I mean, I'm a sucker for this stuff, but, I mean, Jack, you must have hated it because they ruined Belair's entrance. I, I thought this was so creative. I enjoyed every moment of it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you didn't say all right. <laughs> it's only when they're ill. Right? The difference, difference here, no, the difference here with John Cena's entrance and Bianca's entrance is the kids had something to do. They were, exactly. It was relevant that they were there. They weren't stood awkwardly. Right. Is Bianca going to give me a high five or do I just stand, wave and smile? They were, they it was part of the Yeah, it was just John's kids. They kind of look like they didn't know what to do. Should I acknowledge that John Cena stood next to me right now, or do I still stand and wave and smile so at the you, cameraman in front of me? Like, so you wanted Bianca... to make a wish kids to dance for your entertainment? Is no, that, I, is that I, you know, I knew. I knew you were going to say. You know, the kids didn't know whether they were going to get a high five or not from him, just <laughs> aware of what they were going to do when that camera was like on stage with them. and. I'm not saying that they had to do anything like that, but it just <laughs> Bianca's entrance just mashed it more. I'm sorry. It, like it, it didn't come across as awkward as you know other you know that's all. But like again, um, there was purpose for them being there. Um, I know that there was purpose for the Make a Wish kids too, with all the good work that John Cena's done. But just like Gina said earlier, they could have just done a segment of him like kind of running backstage through the kids and giving them all high fives on his way out to the ring or something. I think that would have kind of looked a little bit better than him coming out, standing next to them and then running off. And they're just all stood at the top of the ring like, bye. So anyway, let's move move on from that. Yeah, no, it's fine. Let's let's talk about the match. Oscar and Belair. (laughs) Oscar tested Belair throughout, appearing to have in danger losing on more than one occasion. But the ESTW consistently fended the challenger off usually by utilising her power-based offence to offset her opponent's ferocity. Belair suplexed out in, uh, in in a great spot. Late, the Empress of Tomorrow tried to spray a trademark miss in the eyes of Belair, but the EST dodged it, withstood an armbar attempt, and powered up for the KOD. 
Three seconds later, Belair moved to 3-0 on the grandest stage in the mall. She's building a streak, but Mania hasn't been kind to Oscar. Um, Gina, <laughs> <laughs> that would be an understatement. Gina, what do you think of this match? Because Bianca Belair is carving out a legacy. Uh, it's just a shame it came at Oscar's suspense in a weird way. I mean, for sure. Can I just also point out that Oscar's entrance was also awesome. I just loved it. Very creative. But, yeah, I mean, this match, it could have gone one of two ways. It was a great match between them both. I had no idea who was going to win, and I did go with Oscar for the win. It was a big risk because I went with both women's championship belts changing at WrestleMania. But with the way that they've been building Oscar, you couldn't not want to back her and be like, oh, give Oscar the belt again. She'd be wicked as, like, this evil side with the belt. But um, the match was great. There were so many like times that I was like, okay, this is going to happen. But the complete opposite happened instead. So I was completely just in watching it intensely. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I actually gave gave them a four and three quarters. Four and three quarters. I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, Monty, good this match would have been if it had a proper build up to it as well, you know. Yeah, I think that's the thing. That's the thing that made me pick Bianca was because the build, I just said, no, they haven't done enough with Oscar to make it make sense for me that she can dethrone Bianca, who, like you said, is on a historic run. And, uh, you know, like, I know she has this dark side, but she really hasn't leaned into it enough. The one attack she did to Bianca was not brutal enough for me. Like, again, I wanted to be completely different than the Oscar. Right now, she just seems like a painted up version of the old Oscar with just a couple of different moves. I wanted a completely different side, and maybe we can get more into that after, you know, when they, uh, you know, talk, I'm going to say after the draft, but we'll see uh, what happens going forward with Oscar. Hopefully they lean more into, like, a dark, a really, really dark side, but we'll see about that. Uh, but back to the interest, I know we were done, but as an expectant father of a young black girl, seeing Bianca's interest brought tears to my eyes, honestly, and honestly, the sto- Triple H, after the show, gave a story about the contortionist who was dancing with the girl, her losing her mom that day and still wanted to perform with Bianca. As someone who lost their mother, again, I don't, I can't imagine the strength, and she absolutely killed it. So, again, I will never forget Bianca Belair's entrance from this WrestleMania. It's very, very special to me, especially at this moment in my life. But, anyway, uh, back to the match. They pulled out some cool spots. The powerbomb to the floor that Oscar had to take was really, really, uh, really, really good to me. The match itself was getting compared to Rhea and Charlotte, and I just thought that wasn't necessarily fair, especially at the time because this was still fresh, and Rhea and Charlotte really, really captured everyone's imagination. But this was still a very good match with a really good finish to me because, again, showcasing Bianca's strength is one thing, but the the strength it takes for her to do what she did to do that KOD in a full squat of uh, another human being on her shoulders and then doing the KOD at the end, it, it was just beautiful. The insane amount of power that she has. It's just another impressive way to finish it. I'm with you guys. I hate that it had to be Oscar to who's who's 0-5 and, and, and all of that. But, you know, again, Bianca right now is, like you said, building the streak for herself. And I just thought that build that they did with Oscar and Bianca so far did not deserve a title change. But I love this match. I gave it four and a quarter. Yeah, like I said, excellent points there. Um, Jaxie, what about you? Because, again, I know him with Oscar, but Bianca Belair, man, she is, like I said, Miss WrestleMania at this moment in time. 
Definitely. Um, again, it was it was like watching the Sammy and KO match at the Usos. You know, it was really bittersweet because you kind of found my I kind of found myself rooting for both uh, both women in this match. Um, again, they they both women know each other so well, and you could really tell there were some really great counters between both Oscar and Bianca. Uh, the match itself went really hard, and I agree with Monty that I don't actually think that is fair to like compare this match to the likes of Rhea and Charlotte, which really did have a lot of history behind uh, their match as well to actually help build it up, even with Charlotte coming back so late and then Rhea only just sort of showing interest in Charlotte, Charlotte from January because of that his past history that they had. Um, th- there was a lot more t- story to tell, especially with Rhea losing the NXT title to Charlotte, you know, two years before. So there was a lot that they could play on. Um, again, like Monty said as well, Oscar has got this new character, which she's just only just kind of on the on the cuffs of, uh, you know, sort of introducing to the crowd and 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 only just getting to that sort of spot where she's she is like full heel, um, showing her dark side and things like that. So I really should have thought about this from an analytical point of view because they have really touched on Bianca's run a lot um, and just highlighted like what she's achieved so far. Um, I'm really gutted that, again, it had to be Oscar that, that you know, sort of gave her that win. Um, I wish it could have been any other opponent. However, I, I can't take away from the match, but the, both women were, were so, so good in this match. Um, so, it, yeah, it was it was a bittersweet win for me because I was really happy that Bianca had, like, you know, actually done, like, a full calendar year now um, as uh, the women's champ. But I again, that five nil loss uh, for Oscar is just things aren't looking great. Can you actually can everyone just give my girl a break? I'll actually respect her for the emperor she is, please. Like for goodness sake. So um, anyway, rant over. Uh, I think overall, again, because of the lack of build up towards this match, I'm gonna like give it overall a, a four and three quarters. But like I think it was like so close to being such a great five-star match if it just had a lot more story behind it to have told it uh, a lot more behind it. Yeah, I would agree there. Uh, predictions, James. Uh, I keep talking myself in the third person. Monty and I went Belair. Uh, Jackson and Gina went Oscar. So it means Monty, Gina on two. Jackson on three. I'm on four. If I worked that out right, yeah, we'll say we have. Uh, 81,395 in attendance. The Miz, Miz and Snoop Dogg took to the square circle for another intermission of sorts. Yay, Lister was put into another impromptu match. Sunday's opponent, the returning Shane McMahon, who's got a huge <laughs> pop entering to the ring. And he was blown up before he actually got to the mic to say how much he pre- I was like, Jesus, Shane, come on. Um, I think that's I, the son, right? Literally, I remember seen Shane wrestle at WrestleMania 15. That was the first WrestleMania I stayed up on board. Yeah. We are impressed. That is 25 fucking years ago now. All right? That is too long to be all the x puck spots, all right? Which is trying the leapfrog after 30 seconds into the match. The ending? Well, suffering a torn quad and laying there in complete pain. Oh. What do we do? The Miz doesn't know. He's looking around. Enter superhero Snoop Dogg. Yes, who did ask that immortal question? <laughs> Are you right, cuz? Realising Shane was in trouble. What did he do? He said, I've got this. 
and delivered a wicked people's elbow and scored the win to put an end to the segment. Monty, this is WrestleMania moment. Come on, everything. This is Bro. perfect. Yes. It reminds me of kind of like, it's a similar thing to kind of like Vince and Stunner last year. <laughs> it's like we got to have one of these celebrity or one of these spots just go insanely wrong and they improvise. <laughs> and it'll be just a highlight of my night. <laughs> oh, he killed it. I don't know if it was the camera person. I don't know if it was, I think they said the riff. Whoever told him to improvise the punch and you know, and the people's elbow, like, oh man, geniuses! It just it ended up being gold. Snoop improvised greatly, and by the way, now we have the iconic shot of Snoop doing that dive in AEW, <laughs> right next to his <laughs> elbow <laughs> in WWE. And those steel shots are hilarious together. <laughs> What an absolute legend Snoop Dogg is. I tell you, like, uh, getting... I, I was actually crying because it definitely took me back to that moment where Vince blew both of his legs when he got into the ring. Was it against Stone Cold? Yes. <laughs> was was the the yeah, he'd come out of Rumble 05. <laughs> Just yeah, in the ring, I'm, like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked, all right? <laughs> yeah, and that's really cool. so I was like, you need <laughs> You know that convinced just chuck this in there and like, no, we need a McMahon on the show. Shane, you're going out there and wrestling. And Shane's like, I haven't even been in a gym in like ten years, Dad. Like, how do you say <laughs> Get ready, son? They're saying, Can you do leapfrog? Shane's going, I could do leapfrog. I'd do that fifty times a day. Are you sure? That'll be fine. Did he yesterday? Leapfrog. Wow. Best segment, and yeah, but fair play to Snoop Dogg, you know. You know, yeah. fuck it, guys, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, it's pro wrestlers who don't have that type of uh, like saying, innovation. Yeah. Like, it's people Miz. who can't think on the spot. The Miz shouting, yeah, the Miz is me, great me. Like, you know, when when he he's like, what do we do? Snoop just starts fucking him up, just hitting him with right hand after right hand. Miz like, I got no plan. <laughs> Miz wins the award. We should have like celebrity involvement, but the Miz again. What well, was that? Snoop Dogg, Shane McMahon, uh, Pat McAfee, the American footballer I've never heard of. You know, and that's just two nights. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Royally. Uh, oh, God. That's the meaning of this year. Yeah. Well, after the crowd uh, cheered up after that, I suppose we saw Finn Balor. Breaking out the demon. Now, I'm so old, even on this podcast, I remember when the demon actually mattered and was undefeated in WWE. Well, the demon returned for Head in a Cell with Edge. That's a 10-month feud uh, after we saw, of course, Balor kicking out Edge. There's a good promo for this. I'm not sure about the Russell Crowe thing. I'm not sure about the advertising. And again... I don't want to go off on one, but I mean, Jackson, what are your thoughts? I mean, Russell Crowe doing it is great, but I don't want the fucking trailer on every replay. You know, have the match the match and have advertising and trailers in between the matches, not mixing them up like they have done. Yeah, um, I think I think it would have just made more sense if it had even been a wrestler sort of dressed up, because then that would have gone on with the theme. Um, I, I felt like it was it was really randomly there. 
um, like having Russell Crowe there, I was just kind of like, well, what are you doing here? Uh, sort of thing. So, yeah. It's just, it, the, the, uh, again, and Triple H said in the press conference afterwards, we made like 21 million extra because you're putting advertising all your matches. Right. Intercontinental, <laughs> you know, SpongeBob. You got all the money. Is there? I'm surprised Cody didn't come out as a boiler for boxed, kind of selling, you know, that kind of thing about it. Um, anyway, back to the Hell in a Cell. We had the old colour Hell in a Cell, and we had Brood Edge, even with Christian, don't say his name, on his back as well. And a really weird mask, and Edge being Edge, then the normal Edge uh, coming out, and of course then the Demon making his entrance as well. And the Demon was dominant early, but a ladder to the head. You know, they say this about hell in a cell. Whew. The most dangerous match type. But we will stop it if someone bleeds. That's how vicious <laughs> this match type. No, stop. No, 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 stop. The nasty gash then forced the match to be stopped for several minutes with Edge just awkwardly walking around like I do. Just dead. Just moving shit about. You know what I mean? Just There's a chair. I'll move that. I'll put that ladder. I'll put the ladder up. That's... Like, oh, Edge, what are you doing now? What are you going to do next? <laughs> it was awkward and cringy. You pick, pick shoes up. Um, don't leave them there. No, I'm going to get them. Um, okay. Some crowd faces. Some <sighs> crowd horrifying faces or something. Jesus Christ. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know the cut was maples and stuff. But... I was about to say, when you saw picture after it, it made yeah. sense. I was yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah. now I get why. Why they stopped it? Because that gas looked horrible. Yeah, she that something bad was like gonna come out after that after that gash. But seriously, seeing it after, I was like, cringe. I'm surprised they didn't stop it. Well, you know, like I said, this is one of the things that does happen. And again, after the Shame at Man thing, this is probably production team going, oh, for fuck's sake, we fucked it. <laughs> we've gone. <laughs> we've gone. <laughs> now the Hell in Cell match has to be stopped. Uh, don't get me wrong, once it kicked into gear, it proved to be quite a good one, you know, with quite a long story behind it. Um, the weapons were purple and red and blue and stuff, I guess, you know, but it's like in hell, I don't know, I've never been. Uh, and then we saw Battle Deliver Coup de Gras, a conveniently placed platform. I don't know when these platforms come, but hey, he missed <laughs> and crashed through the table. <laughs> Edge followed with... Never seen that before. No, 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 no. <laughs> Edge loaded with a spear for a close two count. And then Edge finished him off with a concerto for the win. The demon is not what he was. Um, but, Jackson, we talked about the live show. I wasn't looking forward to this match. You were. Did it pay off for you? Yeah, I mean, again, I, what I have to admit is that uh, we really did have, um, you know, I agree, I agree with everything that you've said. Uh, we've had a lot of, like, you know, shenanigans throughout, like, night one and and two um and this was no different after seeing the cut i mean i have to actually give you know just a, my utmost respect to finn balor for for you know actually going through with like kind of having the crew right there just putting a numbing agent on him and stapling his head shot and carrying on like it, it's just a scratch or something um I, d- I honestly don't know how he did it um and I have to commend him a lot for that. The match itself, I really enjoyed between Edge and Finn. Um, I, of course, I was a little disappointed. I really did actually believe, um, you know, Judgment Day were going to kind of have a clean sweep um, across WrestleMania to really just kind of uh, 
force home that they are a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, but yeah, sadly, uh, my, my choice didn't come out on top. However, that does really kind of end the feud with uh, Edge, which means that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where um, Judgment Day go from here, um, especially with the draft coming up as well. So there was like a lot of questions that was coming out of this match for me that I was just eager and excited to see uh, going forward. Um, I just, you know, want to put my thoughts um, out to Finn Balor and I hope him he has a speedy recovery. Wish him, uh, wish him all the well. Would you score that? What would your score be? Um, I really is what it was. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Four and a half, yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, Gina, is this a case of Edge getting retribution or does he just like beating up Bullet Club leaders at WrestleMania? You know, he's done it to AJ, he's done it to Finn Balor. This way, yeah. Joe White went to AEW. Yeah, this is, he's making it a bit of a challenge, that's for sure. And he's definitely making up his own kind of stats from that. But I definitely... Um, it's not that I was against Edge for winning, but I do feel like Finn should have won it. I feel like with Rhea getting the win at WrestleMania as well, they're really kind of pushing Judgment Day. You don't really want them to be like jobbers half jobbers and half a champ you know so like even though i'm looking forward to the the upcoming feud that we've got with judgment day possibly coming with the lwo with bad bunny being involved i can definitely see a face winning section for them there so i'm trying to think what what are you going to do with judgment day here i feel like finn getting the win over edge would have still been even though finn has been wrestling for a, a fuckload a fuck long time I definitely see him still having another like championship run himself in him. Whereas I don't really see that with Edge. I see more like Edge should have been like another passing of the torch type of match. All right. You know, Edge keeps falling to Finn and Finn is finally going to take him out, especially with the beast, you know, the demon, sorry, uh, Finn Balor. That's how I thought this was going to go because I definitely feel like the Judgment Day deserve to get that push fully as a group. So I was slightly disappointed, but that's not saying that I dislike Edge in any way. So I'm happy he got the win, but I kind of don't know what they're going to do with the Judgment Day from here because they're going to be like half champs with Rhea, but then half jobbers with the rest of the Judgment Day. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. And I may be biased because of the purple. Don't at me. Um, What was your score out of five for that one? Sorry. Oh, sorry. uh, Four and a half for that one. And a half. Yeah, I saw the red and purple weapons, and I thought I'm gonna get, I'm gonna see Jackson Jr. and Hell in a Cell match one day, and it's gonna be just like this. Do you know that, um, Monty? What about you? <laughs> <laughs> Monty, what are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, like you said, it was it was fun. We definitely seen, I've seen better, and definitely more brutal Hell in the Cell. Uh, that head in, injury kind of. Not only messed up the pacing, but it kind of it took you out of the it kind of took you out of the situation that was going on here. Because again, one, while you're watching that awkward time go by, you're just thinking, uh, "Oh man, they would have never stopped Hell in the Cell Armageddon." Because <laughs> someone like you know, back in the day, the Hell in the Cell I grew up watching, like who cares if his head is split open? And you can tell Finn actually didn't want to stop, but I understood. Again, after watching that, I understood why they had to do that, and it makes sense, especially since he was a demon. Like the story of the match especially at that point, was Finn kept shrugging off everything. So making him stop <laughs> because of that kind of ruined that part for him, honestly, in my opinion. Honestly, this was it was still good to me, though. And he still kept surviving everything else Edge threw at him other, other than that ladder. 
And uh, you know, I I the it was unique, I'll say about that attempt at the coup de gras. It was unique. I never like you said, never seen that little spot there. But it was cool visual <laughs> watching him yeah. jump up there. It was cool visual seeing it. Uh and Edge Edge fitting in, in his story with Judgment Day with the concerto. Uh, it made sense to me, so uh, it was enjoyable. I, I really didn't have a problem with it. I want to say this. There was a lot of people who said this is the end of the demon. I just want to let everyone know that for a long time, the only person who beat the demon was Samoa Joe, and he still was unbeatable. At least still had that mystique about him. But to me, he lost that mystique when he mysteriously fell off that top rope against Roman in, oh, yeah, in that yeah, title yeah, match. Yeah. <laughs> never forget that. I still don't know why he fell. They never explained it. If you don't remember, go watch it. So <laughs> and, watch and he, the and he had a fit <laughs> after the match as well. Let's not forget <laughs> right. that. Yes, exactly. That's when seizure. the demon died. Yeah. Right. The doctors didn't stop it then, <laughs> did they? No, they did. They yeah. did not stop it. <laughs> no. So, yeah, seriously fell off the rope. A seizure, whatever happened, I don't know. The thing is, uh, yeah, the, the mystique has been gone, guys. I'm sorry. This is just the final nail in that, in that coffin if you thought he was still unbeatable. Four and a quarter is what I gave you. Demon versus Shane McMahon coming up. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream match. Uh, four and a quarter for me. Not bad. Predictions. Monty and Gina went edge. Jaxie and I went Balor. And again, just a misstep for me. Just I'm still in the lead. Four to three. So it's not too bad. But just a misstep. Always a bit of annoying. Bianca interviewed. Uh, Hall of Fame then gave away. Um, gave away. Well, hello. Uh, and then I was in. It was time. It was nothing else. It was the Undisputed W Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. The pomp, circumstance, and raw motion all led to the most anticipated WrestleMania main event in recent memory. Cody Rhodes received a hero's entrance for being given a late Brody Lee's son his weightlifting belt. Cody's entrance gear was sensational. A prince ready to take his throne. Roman Reigns entered with pianos and pyro leading him in. The fans in SoFi Stadium were ready for the American Nightmare to end the Tribal Chief's reign of terror and bring about a new era in WWE. All the pieces were there. The moment was right. The crowd was at the pitch. And then we got the match. Sakura Chap Rhodes in a ribs with a steel chair, undetected by the official. Rhodes did back body drop Reigns off the Spanish announce table and threw the RS1, giving the American Nightmare a preview from the concentrated attack on his rib. Sakura then used the weightlifting belt given to Brody to strike Rhodes. This time, low, referee Dan Engelert ejected him from ringside. The Tribal Chief caught his challenger with a spear and a rebound, but could only keep him down for two. And then a brilliant red-hot main event that featured some of the most dramatic near-falls in WrestleMania history concluded with a referee bump, interference from the Usos, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens making the same. The stunner and halluva kick nearly did it, but by the time Rose uncorked a boner, elbow, added his brother, dropped down an uppercut and delivered consecutive crossroads to his opponent, it seemed clear he was going to take the t- in a defining moment. Then, Soda Sokoa, who had already been dismissed, <laughs> returned and delivered a Samoan spike. Rain speared Rhodes, referee counted three, and 80,000 fans in SoFi Stadium sat in sun- stunned silence. Monty, what the fuck, man? 
Come on. They fucked me, bro. Through, but come on. Come on. Joe, you don't understand. I, that's immediately what I thought of. I was like, at least with Drew, you can make the case that we didn't know who that we didn't know Solo was part of the blue. We didn't know he was there. He wasn't <laughs> part of the bloodline yet. Like, come on, man. You kicked him out. But let's, like you said, the crowd was shocked. You are not understand. This is the first time ever. And I, I, this is the reason why I know I'll never forget Cody and Roman. Uh, I sat there. I literally just sat there looking at, not only looking at Twitter, but just sitting there. I did not change. I just left the TV on where it was and just, I was in shock. I was in shock right with him. I stayed up and I watched. I was like, it was perfect. Like you said, it had everything. Everybody was on the edge of the seats. Everyone in LA was out of their seats. Like the, uh, the moment just felt like the, it just felt like it was the time, man. It felt like it was finally here for Cody to be, like you said, crowned. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, man, just one of the great, and also, like you said, I agree 100%. These were probably the greatest in WrestleMania history because, like, they were unbelievably good. Like, Roman is always good at that two-and-a-half kick out, but they, they both went for it in this one. And, uh, you know, giving the belt a negative one made it even more, you know, emotional. It just had everything. It had all the bells and whistles. And, uh, you know, the run-ins were great. And just, again, it had the raw emotion. But one thing I hate, and I just 100% just, I don't, I, again, I can agree with it for Drew's match because at least that was Solo's debut. We didn't know who he was. We didn't know what the hell was going on. But in this situation, after he was already kicked out, I just thought that was the laziest way to do it, in my opinion. I would have preferred Roman beat him straight up. I, I would have hated that, too. But I would have mm. preferred it, at least in that situation. Because, again, at least you can say we've got a definitive saying that he, you know, Roman is the guy and this is what's going on. But to do it in that way, and it's just, you said the air, you said it, the air was taken out of everyone in that arena, man. It just felt like WWE failed to pull the trigger on their next big baby face. It just, it 100 that's the only way I can look at it. Like, Cody, and I'm not trying to say they, Cody can't get it back or he won't be bigger in the end or whatever. I don't know. I can't speak for the future. But for what happened that night and for what WrestleMania 39 was supposed to be about, it just felt like they blew it in that situation. And everything about it, like I said, as perfect as this match was, this is the most frustrating five-star match (laughs) I could ever think of, at least ending-wise to me. (laughs) The thing is, people comparing this to, oh, John Cena losing to, like, The Rock. And then, you know, the following year, wherever it is, get... No, uh-uh, but no. The, the this is, is like if Kofi lost to Brian. But this is what I'm saying. This is equivalent of if Cena... We've saw WrestleMania 21. If Cena lost right. to JBL... To JBL. J- and, and it went, it went a year back. It's like, no, he'll be bigger for the loss. And it's like, that like, is... No, that's no. stupid. It, it, you're a loser. Like I said, Drew right. lost. Surely Drew would have helped. Come on, guys. We can all agree. Yes, that's another Cody, thing. Where is Drew? Cody said to him, look, look, I know you've been battered tonight in a match of the year candidate, but so he's going to be at ringside. Do you want a bit of, you know, payback for right. what he did you at the clash? Drew's like, I know no, you're not pal. over it, bro. No, I'm going to claim more like, Sheamus. <laughs> right, because they're like, Drew is completely over that. He should not be over that. No, like, he was the closest anyone has ever been. <laughs> exactly. But Drew is over it, I guess. I, I hated it, bro. I just hated uh, how lazy that was. So lazy. It's just, I mean, Jaxie, it was just, this was not the result that I think anybody was expecting, especially how they built to this point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys pointed out all of the, the right sort of circumstances, like everything felt right for Cody to be sort of taking this, you know, everyone was ready for the next big baby face to come in um, to the group. They They really like, you know, talked a lot about Roman's reign and and things like that and that 
was like sort of a double-handed sword because you could look at that as them being like, oh, he's about to like kind of end it there after this amount of days or that he's actually joining like one of the top five or whatever um, in longest reigns. But it's just, yeah, like you can't just help but be disappointed with the outcome because for me, when the minute I saw Solo get back into the ring and, and, and just give that thumb uh, whack to Cody... I instantly was transported back to Clash at the Castle. And I was like, are you just regurgitating like old storylines already? We've seen this happen already. Like there was, no, there's no shock value in this at all. There's, I don't see how this benefits either wrestler in any way. Uh, it, it was just kind of like, for me, it felt like one of those rushed decisions. And I know that there's like a lot of talk about like, Obviously, Vince was around because of the Hall of Fame and stuff. I just don't know how last minute a decision maybe they changed it. Um, like because of for 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 the better part of like January, um, um and February maybe. Uh, I kind of truly believe they were really like pushing Cody to to be taking this belt. So like, what changed? It's kind of disappointing that the outcome, you know, like Monty said, I would have even rather just Roman had a clean finish. Like, why why are we getting this regurgitated solo coming out even though he was banned? And like you said, why did Drew not be like, oh, this is very reminiscent about what happened to me. Let me go out there and take this man's out. Like, there was just, yeah. Yeah, you'd have had the elders involved and the elders do say, you know, not just solo because he's already kicked out. That's just so... In Naomi, some someone like this to kind of do to, to do that. Like I said, at that moment in time when everybody just wanted Cody to win and then just all of a sudden, you know. Um it's just a shame. And another thing that I thought was a shame, I don't know if anybody else knows it, rubber chicken. You know? Anybody else see the rubber chicken? Because that yeah, was... I saw the rubber chicken. I thought that was just a bit distasteful for my liking. It was so sad. I was like, I hated the photo that they got from it. I was so sad. Yeah. I was like, don't do Cody like this. Come on. Like, have more respect for the two. I know you're all, like, angry and upset, but really, are you going to resort to being a child and just throwing a rubber thing into the ring and just kind of yeah, ruining well, the moment? I don't think, think that there was any need for that. Like, we don't need to be childish just because of, like, your outcome doesn't happen. Like, yeah, I I was a bit pretty miffed with the outcome myself, you know, not from just a predictions point of view, but from like a fan's point of view. Like I I thought Cody really had this, you know, um, we can all be disappointed, but let's not be children. Yeah. Like, that's just a little bit. Just yeah, fair. To be fair, when they did start putting rubber chicken in different places of Cody's career, didn't really make me, I know what you say me... it, but... <laughs> Right. No, I was like, is this is this real? Like, is it, has it been a rubble chicken? Rubble chicken following everywhere he goes. What the hell is going on? There was someone talking about long-term storytelling with a rubber chicken. Uh, but again, this wasn't about. But this is the problem. When you lose, you then become. Or you could potentially become a joke, and then that even that shot yes. with that takes it away. You know, like you said, it's... right? No, and also, see, Dean, I've already heard the running jokes for other promotions. Talking about they finished the story. <laughs> and other people talking about this guy finished the story. Well, but Cody didn't. Or that person finished the story and Cody didn't. Like, you've already seen. I'm not trying to say social media means anything, but I'm just no, saying. No, 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 it, that, that is, that's 100%. People are looking at him like a joke now. You can't, you can't, I don't care how Paul Heyman explain away this decision. His, his explanation made me matter, actually. 
<laughs> He's a bigger star after losing, man. Please, what this else? is what they this is what they told CM Punk to say to be in the ring. Triple H and lose will make you a bigger star. It's bullshit. Did the whole yes. I heard that shit it's for twenty fucking bullshit. years. You need to be yeah. superstars to come to the next level, and that is a problem with WWE at the moment in time. You know. I mean, they've done this so many times. I'm sorry, but like, if we go all the way back to 2018, look at what they did with both Shinsuke and Oscar. Like, they both were so hot. They both won the Royal Rumble. They were yep. so hot going into yep. WrestleMania. And look at how quickly they fucked them. Yeah. They've never actually had that same hype as what they first did when they first debuted. Well, especially, like I said, with Nakamura, and it's even more difficult, you know, I feel when it becomes like a, ba- a baby face like Cody is, to not mm-hmm. have the crowd on his back because you are a fucking loser. I mean, look what Drew has done. Don't get me wrong, you know, but look at Drew as a main event baby face. Right. Since the clash. Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And the thing is as well is the Roman. It's like, so now we don't care about another title match until, what, WrestleMania next year? Because if he's not going to drop <laughs> it at WrestleMania 39 in right. the main event, he ain't going to drop it at fucking Backlash or extreme nope. rules is he you know like what do we wait for wrestlemania next year may, if we it, don't get the rock then you know what do we do what, right again? then okay. what right exactly and then also it makes me it makes me now more frustrated when you hear right after this show uh that roman won't be working backlash so again yeah. now we hear again where the world title won't be on certain cards where we know okay. if cody was here cody would be defending it every show <laughs> like what can we at least the belts and tell Roman just to keep one of them because otherwise we're not going to see this. That's true them. too. They, they could have done that with the cash in, or they could have yeah. done that by now. They, they've made Reigns has held the WWE title for a year since WrestleMania yeah. last year, and fuck all's <laughs> happened about. It. He doesn't even care about the like even when he lifts it, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> It's just like uh, it's really taken away from both Raw and SmackDown. So, like, even though you know Triple H came out um, and and t- or like you know we've also seen across social media that much discussion about the upcoming draft. What do, like that doesn't mean much okay. right now. The only the only reason the draft means anything to anyone is for those in the SmackDown division or the women's uh, the tag team division or the women's division. Yeah. The, the men's, but you know. Again, is this a case? I was thinking about this as well. Of too dominant a champion at this moment in time, and the challenge has not been strong enough. When you think of Roman Reigns and the one he's on, you got Gunther. We talked about him being how you know uh, mm-hmm. scary he is in his run. Belair's held the title for a year. I know uh, yep. Usos have just come off their reign, obviously, and Zayn and Owens aren't going to lose it next month, are they? You know, so it's like, nope. and you're not building up <laughs> challenges. Look at Karrion Cross. Look at you know any right. of these wrestlers that you think put in a position. It's like, you know, right now you've got you've got probably what the most the, like the, there could be the most pressure on like the US title in terms of title defenses when it comes to Raw. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if you don't keep that belt on Austin Theory and actually have him do significant work on it, then not only do you make Theory look like a joke, which has been his highs and lows constantly throughout the past two years, is like him being like pushed or seen as a joke. So if you actually take the belt off him, you, you're going to make him look like a joke. Mm-hmm. But like you got, you're going to have to have him in consistent title runs. But you got, you got to make those title runs like actually mean something. You know, you got to make us actually truly believe that like Theory could actually lose it as well. 
So it's like it's a pretty hard, tough decision, uh, like place to be in with the title belts right now because everyone's stagnant. So really, yeah, like the, I don't see the tag belts for the men's changing, but like the only significant change there will be the women's probably at some point. At some point, yeah. The contenders is what the, is the biggest point to me, James. Like you said, the, not building contenders is the problem I have. Because yeah. if we had like a, a big, uh, a, like a huge list of people that we know could be mixed up for Roman, you know, besides like, you know, but everyone you can think of is like, ah, but they're not going to let him beat Roman. Like even Bobby Lashley, as dominant as he is, we still haven't really seen a Roman Bobby Lashley class. Do you, do you truly believe? Jay White, let him do then, then maybe I, I believe that there's somebody on the roster, but we already know that that's not happening. Right, now. So I, right exactly. Really... It's the same shit. It's, it's Seth Rollins again because Seth yeah, is like, you did and, beat me at the Rumble. They ruined that with Cody yeah. losing because he beat Cody. It's, it, he <laughs> I mean, Cody, Cody beat three him fucking times. Time. Yeah. And yeah, Cody owned him. Randy, Randy Orton to return, you know, and you go, well, yeah. you're not going to get Orton to do that. Like, right. And then again, do you believe Orton's going to win? That's the thing. Like, who... Who can you think of that's on this roster that's still here that have not fought him besides Gunther? And that's another dominant champion. So again, besides Gunther, the only only way they can rectify it is that, and I know you're going to go fuck off, but if Drew McIntyre wins Money in the Bank, catches in the same night in the UK, and then it makes (laughs) (laughs) memories to yourself. That is never going to happen. I can dream. He won't cash in. I can dream. I can dream. He won't cash in now. I only want that to happen. Pretty deadly to win the tag titles on the same night and Seamus to beat Gump for the IC title. I don't ask for a lot. All right. (laughs) What a show you're looking forward to. (laughs) You've already booked it. (laughs) Yeah, Money in the Bank should be great. But we're talking about WrestleMania. I guess we all gave that main event five stars as well. Uh, Predictions. Well, we all went code apart from Gina. <laughs> okay. Gina oh, okay. went Roman Reigns. What this means, Gina, is that you have now level with me on four, which means, Let's go! incredibly, I have not lost my streak, but Gina has won both <laughs> nights of WrestleMania. Well done, Gina. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the G side, but I'm also gonna just confess and say I went safely, and I knew that the the Usos were gonna lose their belts. The, the story with Sammy and Kevin was just too close to home and just too long standing for them not to take the belts off the Usos, and I couldn't see the bloodline all losing throughout WrestleMania. I kind of thought to myself, no, Roman's not gonna be losing at this point. I reckon they're gonna keep it on him still. So that's the only reason I went with him. I thought it was a safer bet to go with just because of that. But I'm lucky because it paid off. Yeah. So, well, yeah. That, what, yeah, Jaxie sounds well happy. What it means, <laughs> <laughs> what it means for Gina is that not only does she obviously get the W Pafey point, she gets a bonus point for winning both nights as well. So at the moment, WWE Pay-Per-View League, Monty, James, and Gina are all on two points. Jaxie's on zero. But again, WrestleMania Backlash coming up can change it all. Uh, and, of course, the bonus league as well. Jaxie on nine. Monty on 11. Gina now on 12. I'm on 13. And, of course, we have got Stand and Deliver. Next weekend, where there'll be a bonus point 
on the line as well. So Gina theoretically could be level with me next weekend. Uh, as for night two overall, match of the night, I, I fucking hit the Connell title. Uh, about you, match of the night for night two. Sorry, was that me that you asked? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> match of the night, go on. When you said the name, so I don't know if you said mine. No, I'll just I go. I just get so excited. I mean, literally, I want to say, I want to say a few matches were a match of the night, but I'm going with that intercontinental title match. It was just awesome. Yeah, it really, really was. <laughs> it really was great. Uh, Monty, calm down. Calm down. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm the only thirsty one in this team, okay? Don't take that title from me too. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till Money in the Bank when Drew wins, and you'll see you'll see my tubby ass running towards him, getting stopped by security. Um, so, <laughs> Monty, what's your match of the night? For night yeah, two? no, triple three, yeah. triple three. No, I can't give, I can't reward the daily injuries. No, good. <laughs> Jack, Jackson, what about you? Are you going to go for the dark side, or are you going to come to us? Come with us. Uh, yeah, probably I'd do the same, to be honest. And Jackson Wasser got you. Uh, oh. Who is your MVP of the night and your score out of 10? Uh, I'm actually going to give my MVP to um, Finn Balor. Uh, I think he did tremendously well for getting um, Staple Gun to close halfway through the match and being able to actually finish the match with a concerto to the head. So um, I'm going to give him match of the uh, MVP um, and my overall rating for, is this night two or just overall? Night two, night two first. Uh, okay. Night two, I'm going to go eight and a half, but I, I just feel like, yeah, it was a bit messier. I would agree. Monty, what about you? VP, MVP, and, and rating. Yeah, Gunther and Snoop Dogg, man. Gunther and Snoop Dogg. Uh, Good and... dog. <laughs> Good dog, yeah. Good dog. And, uh, you know, uh, I think my overall, I got either I'm going to, let's see, I'm agree. Eight and a half is a pretty good number to yeah. put on it. Yeah, i got to say, my MVP is Snoop Dogg as well. What a legend. Uh, Gina, MVP. Uh, so rating, yeah, rating an MVP. I'll get it right in a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you guys as well and give it eight and a half. Um, MVP is hard because I want to say Finn, I want to say Gunther, and I want to say Snoop Dogg. <laughs> so like, I don't really know who to go with because because Jacks went with Finn and you guys went with Snoop Dogg. I'm gonna give Gunther mine. Right, excellent. Uh, well, for me, it felt like well, we'll get overall ratings in a minute. Uh, we'll do press conference first from the second night. Roman Reigns and uh, Paul Heyman. Reigns saying we're in the third inning in terms of where the story is. That's a baseball reference. See, I've got that. No uh, way. <laughs> I mean, we've got six more left. Yeah, this, this nine man innings, isn't it? Well, unless it's a <laughs> right. draw and then we could carry on. You know, it could get 12, 13 innings. Who knows? Right. <laughs> right. Go on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Great point. I like baseball. I'm, I'm a fan of the Cubs. Uh, so we oh my goodness! Why? Wow. <laughs> hey, hey! I, I like them and the Yankees, but but not the Red Sox. <laughs> Boo! Uh, I'm glad you know like three of the most popular teams. <laughs> Thanks for showing your knowledge. 
<laughs> At least I'm not trying to LA dodging a question. <laughs> anyway, that was terrible. Triple Ice. H was talking about lots of stuff. Uh, he said the only injury suffered during WrestleMania weekend was the torn quad of shame at Matt. <laughs> You've got to love that. Uh, most successful WrestleMania Whoa. ever. He's Triple H. <laughs> and he's said... not even a proper wrestler. <laughs> no, I know. It's like saying Bob the cameraman stumped his toe. <laughs> you've got people like Bad Bunny in in there. You've got people like Logan Paul and KSI, and the only injury to come out of it. Shame. <laughs> right, all these untrained wrestlers. Any record, it was broken, basically. Uh, so that is WrestleMania. So WrestleMania overall, I think after the first night, I was thinking we're going to head into an all-time classic. Um, but night two. Tell you what it felt like. Night one felt like Triple H booked it. Second one felt a bit like Vince. I don't know if anybody wants to agree. Monty. Yeah. Will the second was Page Warriors too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, Monty, overall score for WrestleMania. Go on. WrestleMania yeah, overall, I, like I said, I went really high. I said nine and a half. Night one, eight and a half. So I guess I have to meet right there at nine. Say right there at nine. It was a, overall, uh, like you said, very successful. Like they made a lot of money. That's what they kept trying to tell us. Like, yeah, we we banked it, banked yeah. in, but suckers. <laughs> we we made your merch, Cody. Right, <laughs> right exactly. We're, we're, hey, we're rolling in the dough, guys. That's one thing I got from WrestleMania. Uh, but besides that, yeah, this is a, overall it was a successful show. I think, by the way, I want to. We got to study this. This might be a trend. Night one so far when they've been doing these two nights have always been better so far. Yeah. Just look at that. I don't know. Maybe we have to go yeah. back and test it. It seems like night one always is had, a little bit had, better than night two. We I had Austin and Owens last year at night one. Then we had right. Brock and Roman. <laughs> exactly. You see? See what I'm saying? Like, night one is, man, they just put these night ones together. Wow. Yeah. Man, if it's a one-night WrestleMania, imagine a WrestleMania just one night. I reckon that would work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't they used to do those? Or something? I don't yeah, know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, nine. Nine is what I'll nine, do. Nine. I can agree with you. <laughs> Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Overall for WrestleMania 39. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it like an eight and three quarters um, for uh, overall. Um, I thought it was good, but yeah, there were just, um, there was a few things that I feel like just kind of brought that down. So overall, eight and three quarters for me. And finally, Gina, what was your score? How did you rate WrestleMania? Um, overall, I'm going to give it eight and three quarters as well. Not quite nine, but yeah, eight and three quarters is good. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, not better than last year's, I don't think. Uh, maybe a couple of things. I do like a lot of fireworks and the bigger entrance. I think Blair's entrance last year still sticks for me. Remember how good it was. Right, three things to cover before we round up and finish. First off, the Raw after WrestleMania. Brock attacked Cody. That was basically it for the whole show. See? Yeah. That was um, the worst the Raw after Mania ever, probably. Like, Monty, you could say, yeah. yeah it was like, shit, nothing wasn't it? happened. <laughs> nothing oh, they wasted happened. so much damn time. Nothing yeah. happened. Oh, my goodness. It was, yeah, it was it really bad. Was it was bad. It was really it was bad. So boring. All the way up until, like, that main event, it was so boring. And then that happened. And I was just like, why? Why did you even bother involve yourself in the first place, Brock? Are you not bored yet? Can you not just go away for a bit again? Like, I don't even get why you're now involved. Like, why? Like, it would have made oh. more sense for Brock to have come out at WrestleMania and cost Cody the match. 
<laughs> the thing, it would have done. If he'd have come out and faced Reigns, you would have think, oh shit, he's going to stop Solo and then turn an F5 Cody. I would have been more happy with that than what happened on Raw. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and then it made Paul Heyman again. It made Love Paul Heyman frustrate A me. bit of the match. At least give us a bit of the match. I would have yeah, that's true too. In a tag yeah. match. I've never oh, seen yeah. a tag yeah. match. Yeah, like screw the match. Yeah. Just attack him and we're going to end the show. You don't even have to end the match. Just be like, fuck it. I, I don't want to be on your team anymore, Cody. I actually hate you too. And then I do it. I like, how Roman got out of there, by the way. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to back up. I'm kicking you, kicking you guys, but I ain't having nothing to do with this. Right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Solo's like, come on, I'll spike him. And he's like, no, no, it's Solo. Enough to have Solo and the Usos come running down the ramp, and then as they're running down the ramp, then Brock turning then and them just stopping. Like, um, do we just back back up or <laughs> doing the job yeah. for us? You know, this made me mad at Paul Heyman's comments yeah, too, by just, the way, because it's like, how is he a bigger star? Hey. If you could have, you, he would have been a bigger star as the champion getting attacked by Brock the next night, possibly, because then it would have made sense because Brock can't challenge Roman, he can challenge Cody now. So again, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't know. it was pretty weird. Right, exactly. Stop using your brain, guys. <laughs> do, you, do you know what it is? Like, especially like by Monday, all the news about like Vince having like potentially had a lot, uh, some input um, was running around anyway. And all I could see is Vince all over this. Like Brock, yeah, you're gonna go into a tag team match with Cody, and then you're gonna like scream over. Seth Rollins as well being told that segment was cut halfway through yeah. when he came out mm-hmm. raw as well. Like it's just yeah. just so he can come crowd, crowd yeah. direct. It was stupid. And was Bailey's stupid. not not out with damage control. Like why would yep. Bailey not be out with damage control? He's been out with them every single week. Like, how does that make sense? Well the warning sign is when Triple H comes out and goes, Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's the house fine. is on fire. And he goes, no, 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 don't look at the house. No, we're all fine. Everything's We are NX. Oh, sorry. WWE. No, we're fine. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, everything's fine. Uh, so that was raw. And then SmackDown, uh, we see Triple H announcing the draft. Uh, and then the looks like the Sami Zayn situation is going to continue with the Usos. Oh. Paul Heyman told Solo. He solves the Sami Zayn problem. You solve our problems today. I thought this was over at Mania. Even KO said that. I thought this was right. <laughs> right. Like I swear, yeah, Sammy looked I, like I, the I, biggest I, idiot ever. I'm just like I. I, I understand yeah. he was close to Jay, but I really did not understand why Sammy was expecting. What was he expecting at this point? Like at this point, you let Jay figure yeah. it out on his own. If he if Roman's gonna turn on him, let it happen or whatever's gonna happen. You let that go. I just I do not understand why Sammy still cares. Honestly, I mean, I, I I also did not understand this. And, you know, just to kind of like see that like, it really just felt like, oh, shit, it really isn't over then. So what does this mean? Like, are the tag titles literally going to consist of matches between the Usos and these two right now? Or are we actually going to like start creating some other stories with other tag teams and stuff like that? You know, so like, I don't know where things are going right now from here. But I was like, damn, I thought we were like done with this. Well, no, it's Vince booking. So <laughs> when Sam, when Sammy was talking with Jay backstage, and he's like saying something about, um, oh, look, we we said we were going to take those belts off you, and we did that. I felt angry. Uh, even Sammy saying that, if I was 
day, I would have turned around and just bitch slapped him there and then and said, I'm going to take those belts back too, bitch. Like, that would have annoyed me because you're rubbing <laughs> it in my face that you've just taken the belt from me and my twin brother. Like, nah, do you know what? Get out of my face, Sammy. You know, like, it, for me, it's just like, okay, so we're going we're gonna to continue this charade now, are we? <laughs> right. Well, this is James, man. also, on SmackDown, my boy Beard made me mad because he explained why Brock Lesnar attacked. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was Cody, and that explanation was horrible. The, the thing I hated worse about it wasn't the explanation about where they go, and we're going to go backstage to Kayla Braxton. She's going to guess about the situation. I don't want her to guess about it. Right. I want a fucking fact. And then they, I went, then they went to a Paul Heyman promo. I'm like, Paul doesn't even work with Brock anymore. What was the explanation? Wade said Brock oh. was on the first match of the night. So that's why he was annoyed because Cody was in the yeah, main event. Cody got the main event and he did it. And I just thought that was stupid as hell. Yeah. Dumbest no, stuff ever. Oh, my Jeez. God. That's, that's so stupid. You could have even said that he was just bitter because he can't go after the belt. So he just Anything. Took it out. Anything would have been better than Barrett going, I've got some yeah. bad news. And then... <laughs> right? And, and did they not forget that Brock literally... Fault Seth Rollins first at a WrestleMania so he could just leave once before? Like, I suppose to think he cared about this. Do you think Brock stayed? Do you think no. he stayed at WrestleMania watching every match? No. He got, right. he got chased. Bro. Brock didn't give a damn. Definitely went No, Brock wanted to leave as soon as he's done. Yeah, he's not fucking... Brock literally is only happy if he's... Fr- He's only happy if he's first or last at WrestleMania. That is it. Because if he's first, that means he gets to go on about with the rest of his night after that. If he's if he's on last, then that means he's main event, and of course he's going to be happy with that. So that makes no sense. Right, That's so just lazy fucking. Final thing, yeah. And then we're going to wrap up. It is the fact that after nearly seventy years of McMahon ownership, the WWE was sold to the Endeavor Group. On Monday, I heard the rumours on uh, through the weekend, uh, and it has been announced now. Endeavour will take over 51% of WWE, with Emmanuel expected to act as chief executive of the new company. WWE shareholders will maintain 49% of the company. Nick Khan, who is CEO of WWE, will serve as president. And McMahon, Vince McMahon is expected to be executive chairman. So Vince McMahon is back in the game. Like I said, the original WWE back in 1953, uh, which then Vince bought from his father in 1982. Of course, Endeavour have UFC under their umbrella now and are going to make a 21.1 billion super company. A lot of fucking idiots ask me if UFC would then become fake. I will say on the pod what I said to right. my person. What the hell? Fuck you, all right? Um, so, right. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Monty, this is huge. And again, I know we feel like on every pod, we say this is the biggest news of the past however many <laughs> years. But WWE being sold is huge news. But I don't think, I don't think much changing. The big argument at the moment is how much Vince, or how much control Vince McMahon would have mm-hmm. but what are your thoughts because again it feels weird that WWE are now owned by someone not called McMahon in a weird way yeah man 100% like it's a groundbreaking like that day will be marked down on the timeline of WWE forever that that was the day that you know it, it was, became owned majorly major, majority owned by someone else and uh yeah 
the it, it I I just want to say for someone like me who grew up watching uh, both WWE and UFC and knowing that you know I don't know these fan bases we we like each other but at the same time they don't like each other <laughs> wrestling fans at UFC so it's kind of weird and then I know it used to be way worse like oh man the MMA guys used to just shit oh, on shit. wrestling yeah, as much as they could hell. yeah you know they shit on all the time but now you know we've kind of blended those things you know guys like Brock Lesnar probably help that help that out a bit but you know we had a lot of crossover and it's just much different now and uh dana white has even fielded questions i think about uh whether or not Dota, things are going to change in ufc and i just thought it was stupid that he even had to comment on that it's like no there's no way anything's going to change ufc is not going to become fake WWE is not going to be uh you know now <laughs> letting people have kill each other all of a sudden like yeah, I don't know what they think is going to happen. They're just under the same umbrella. I don't think much is going to change uh, as far as, like, what we've come to know from WWE, especially with Vince still being in that uh, – having that title that he has. Uh, and I know that's controversial, and as it should be, uh, when it comes to Vince being back in power and all of that. But honestly, to me, when I watched – I watched a little interview that Vince and the guys did on TV, and uh, I think it was – I think it's Ari. And I just – I have to say one thing, and – this is, I'm sorry, I should be taking this way more seriously. But Vince's mustache, oh my goodness, what a mustache. Oh my it's God. the most hilarious it's, look it's, ever. It's, 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 By the way, he's older than both those men he was sitting with, James. He dyed his hair. And he dyed got his all hair, the dye. Decided for the mustache. That mustache. He looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even pull no punches about it. Uh, I saw a great edit. I don't know how many people play Street Fighter. But they had him with the M. Bison hat on. Perfect. I love oh, it. He, he looked just like M. Bison. It was a great edit. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I honestly, as big as that news was, James, I just could not escape the jokes about how horrible his mustache looked. But it's almost like they yeah. do it intentionally. Like, I, I can't explain Vince doing that rather than just trying to make people think different of what's going down. You know, like you said. Fair, you know, that's true. With that's the true. money involved and Vince now being worth, Younger. you know, three billion. And it's just, it, it's weird. You know, it's weird. And, and again, I said this. Like, Why really... is everyone on his scandal as well, though? Yeah, but it'd be cold, dead body. Vince won't give it up. You know, like I said, money, this is the thing. And again, yeah. I don't want to go off on a tyrant here, but I am sick of predominantly older white men moaning about how mm-hmm. hard they have it when they're a fucking multi-billionaire. Will it be former presidents exactly. of countries, former presidents of companies? And again, I don't want to... It just makes me fucking mm-hmm. sick. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, though, is the scandal that he's got behind him as well, how are they allowing him to even still be in this position? I don't care. He has money. It's money. It's free. Pay him off. Pay him off. Doesn't matter. That's what, yeah, if anything, has been proven in the world. As long as you've got money. That WWE be happy with that he is still running things. It's no. like the man is still being rewarded for being a pervert and forceful. Yeah. It's what makes me fucking yeah. sick. It happens yeah. all the time with people yeah. in those positions, though. Because, like, NBA owners. NBA owners have yeah. done racist stuff and got kicked out of the league and all of that. But the way they get kicked out of the league is someone gives them billions of dollars to go away. So they just, like, you get billions of dollars even though you're a horrible human being. So you really literally get rewarded when you sell. And Vince is similar to those people because he's in a position where, you know, he has those type of friends that can protect his position. Because he 
was talking about being yeah. done wrestling. At least that's what he said. He said he really was done, but Ari, the guy from and the owner of Endeavor, talked him into this. Probably because he saw it was a great asset, you know, to add to, to Endeavor. I think that's probably a little when bit that what went yeah. into it. But when, when you've got Ari, yeah. you've got and, Dana and, White and Vincent Mann in his head, he's saying these right. are the two greatest promoters of all time, you know? Exactly. Um, Regardless as to what scandals are behind his name, like there is still power behind his name as well, and that's literally what keeps him in in the money maker seat. Mm-hmm. Really well, look at look at again, not comparing him to like Epstein or some, but you know there is as history of people kind of like I said hiding behind money, and Vincent Mann again mm. yeah. will probably die. There's a video of Dana White hitting his wife. Oh yeah, fucking, just, yeah, just yeah, a couple months ago, slapping a woman. Well, of course you slapped. He just apologized and they you. move on. Yeah. Come on, move yeah. on. It's on Twitter. What's it matter? You know, like yeah. Um, I didn't want to end this podcast so kind of negatively, but again, what can you do? Sometimes life is shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What a good eight months it was when we were sure Triple H was just doing it. What a good eight months. I think let's just leave it on a question, which would be. Where does WWE as a company go from here? And what are we, what changes will we see within like sort of like uh, the company coming up in the next few pay-per-views? I mean, creatively, um, I mean, story-wise, I mean, with, with mm. you know, a lot of like backstage rumors right now about wrestlers being very unhappy and morale being low again, um, you know, just kind of seeing where the future lies for WWE as a company and for the wrestlers that are still currently um, tied to it, you know. I've heard there's a few rumors of uh, wrestlers already contemplating letting their contract run out so that they can sign elsewhere. Um, you know, there, there's again a lot that's probably going to change over the next few months mm-hmm. within WWE. Whether or not that's for the positive or negative, we'll, well be here to uh, drop you all the news. <laughs> that, that's actually an excellent, excellent point because, like I said. The next few, we know WrestleMania Backlash, Puerto Rico. We know Crown Jewel will be Saudi Arabia. We know Money in the Bank will be in London. Again, it's SummerSlam to see, because last year it was Triple H to show this is kind of his beginning. Will SummerSlam, like I said, be more Vincent Mann or Triple H? Mm -hmm. And Like I said, that's what we're here to kind of find out. So, yeah, excellent way to end that is it then uh don't forget we're across social media twitter at the WR podcast i'm at the jr find the entire WR team on the twitter banner monty where can people listen and find you at mind monty pod on twitter or click the link in my bio you listen to my my newest pod uh or you can go to youtube type in mind monty there go to the channel watch my latest uploads where i kind of review i gave my thoughts my raw by the way i gave my raw Thoughts right after the show, oh, so shit. I was really. I gave a rant, <laughs> right? I gave a rant right after the show about That's Cody. Really so go check that out on YouTube if you have it. And uh, my next pod, I'm going to be reviewing uh, the wonderful show uh, that was Soccer Genesis for New Japan, coming right off the New Japan Cup. It was. Uh, I just wanted to give a nice little teaser. New Japan is back. That's what, that's what a lot of New Japan fans have been saying. The pandemic was rough on New Japan, but it just this show really felt like. They're, they're back to what they were doing pre-pandemic. So, yeah, please, if you haven't checked out Soccer Genesis, do that. And if after that, check out my podcast when I review Soccer Genesis. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Jackson, where can people find you? Um, I'm across both uh, 
Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Scarlet. And finally, Gina. You can find me at Purple Pain, Pain with an E on the end. Double O on Facebook and Instagram. Across all Google platforms, send us an email at doublepodcast at gmail.com, youtube.podcast. If you like clips, podcast go up at the same time on YouTube, do SoundCloud on your phone, also Spotify and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode, next weekend, or this Saturday coming, will be Stand and Deliver. And Monty, I will make us do the pretty deadly Stand and Deliver when we do that show. Yes! <laughs> stand! And deliver. And deliver. That's coming Saturday. And in two weeks, listen to Monty with his podcast, because in two weeks' time, we are then going to be reviewing as well the New Japan Cup and, like uh, he said, Sakura Genesis, where we'll be there. Because with what Monty's telling me, we've got to review it on here, uh, which we will. And that will be in yeah, two weeks' it's gonna time. it's going to be special. Until then, I've been James Ronalds and I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Thank you for joining me, Jaxie. I know it's been a long one, but I think you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's always going to be fun when talking about WrestleMania. You know, uh, whether we win or we lose, um, it's just fun. It's always a fun pay-per-view to kind of review together. On to the next one. Look forward to it. You're out, shallow a doubt. Stand and deliver. And Monty, we need to win. We need to win now. We're NXT experts, for fuck's sake. Bro, you don't understand. Like the pressure is on. I, I, I think I did good, but we finna see. I can't wait. And uh, you know, it was, it was a special, special weekend. I can't wait to review it. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, the way, red night one, I thought I was gonna kill it, and then night two, I was like, yep, yeah, I blew it. <laughs> well, someone who didn't blow it, someone who stood up and was counted and won both nights of WrestleMania. The genius of Gina. Not many greats have won both nights of WrestleMania, Gina. So you should be very proud of yourself. Oh, definitely. You can tell Charlotte to move on. You've got Queen G here now. <laughs> I'm taking the crown. So I'm definitely pleased with this weekend. It's the best I've ever done. So um, I'm going to just take it and ride the high as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, at least so, yeah. going to your head. Like, <laughs> from the one. Take it, yeah. Literally the king of everything so sorry mr bitterness well <laughs> i haven't lost the wrestlemania all right so i'm still happy i might have lost night one but i didn't leave it lose it overall uh but no, no gina take your flowers you know like i said you are the the winner of both <laughs> nights and not many people have done it i mean i have but it's not about me <laughs> so, well, that's it then. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs>